cool. Welcome to the Ain't Shit Show. We have an actual, like, this is a long time in the making, actually, I feel like. Um, actually, before <laughs> we actually start and say who the guest is, I really do want to thank you because the reason why the pod is even on any other platform besides SoundCloud is literally because you stayed <laughs> up with me one night, like at four in the morning on a Discord yeah. call and was like, yeah, man, this is how you, you use RS feeds. Or, and I was like, damn, I am stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we have Yogi Polywall in the building. Wait, so this guy's the reason he's like, Yogi's the reason I've got a job? <laughs> yeah, literally, yes. Literally, yes. <laughs> Hell yes. Uh, yeah, I... I, uh, hello, uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm Yogi Polywell. Uh, yeah, I don't know what was going on, but I, you had messaged us about doing a episode about Uber, and I saw that your show was only on SoundCloud, and I was like, hey, you know, to get, a, you know how to get an RSS, you know how to get your show on iTunes via RSS feeds, and you were like, I don't know any of that shit. And I was like, okay, <laughs> let me, let me help you out here. <laughs> I have been doing like podcast stuff since 2009, 2010 maybe, mm-hmm. and it used to be even more complicated then because to just even get your RSS feed to iTunes was a whole really stupid fucking thing. And uh, so anytime someone's like, I don't know how to do any of this, I'm like, just give me 40 minutes to an hour and I will help you out because... You were making a show that I think at the time had like 40 episodes or something. Yeah, I had four. But it was only on SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah, it was only on SoundCloud. We only used to get like six, six likes or six God. listens per. And you know what? <laughs> I really wish you had found me sooner, man. That hurts. <laughs> that I, really hurts by to the hear. Time, yeah, by the time we, I think by the time we met you, we had like, what, 65 episodes? Like, it's it's crazy. I think so, that yeah. been going on for almost, the pod's almost three years old, and like nice. no it's awful all the, everything up until when ivy joined is complete garbage like it's just it sounds bad the bits are bad there was like a long there was a like a long running joke when we were trying to figure out what's like what was it we we're doing reverse race science against like, like white people it was <laughs> that's a good bit though yeah. that one's a good bit, it's a bit. like <laughs> it's a little hard to like explain <laughs> to people who don't know what's going on you know what i mean like i i mean i guess yeah sure but like Fucking, I don't know. When you like tell people, your audience is fucking who you want it to be, you right? People, you either find those people or you don't. When you tell people you're a race scientist for good, like it, no one understands what you're like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for good though, right? <laughs> no one understands what you're talking about. I mean, I listened to it. I I wouldn't have helped you if I was like, this is garbage. But I I um I liked your show, and I also knew that we were going to have you on for Uber, and so it was good to maintain a good relationship. But then I, you know, you, and there's a few other shows I remember listening to around then that were fans of Grubstakers, and one of them was these two guys in the UK who would, like, listen to a record, smoke cigarettes, and essentially talk about race sciences, like, just the dumbest... (laughs) conversations about <laughs> that rocks. what they felt and, and it was so like i remember i listened to like the first 20 seconds and then i was like ah, i'll fucking listen to this later and then i was on a walk and like sometimes if you connect your uh headphones via bluetooth to your phone it just plays mm-hmm. what was on your phone so it was playing the song that they were listening to but i was like i don't even know what this song is but i was like maybe i forgot and then i was like 40 minutes in, i was like oh this is that one podcast and i reached out to them like, <laughs> hey i like i like i like what you guys are doing um, and cause I think that, uh, I was talking to, to a friend about this recently, a good podcast is just like eavesdropping on friends that you can't talk to in that moment for some reason. It's a very Absolutely. like bubble thing of getting to enjoy a conversation with people that 
I guess are like minded sometimes. I don't know. I I think I think like minded. I don't know if I listen to anyone that disagrees with me. The way I, I, oh, I listen, I listen to so many people that disagree with me. Mo- literally, most people disagree with me. So I, it's like by force I have to do. <laughs> I think that makes sense. I think most people disagree with me because I I'm like I'm just a radical, right? Like if there's an extreme opinion sure. to be had, I have it now. I think that there's I'm I'm radical about being radical. So like I'm not like a dickhead. I'm not in people's faces about it, but I do understand mm-hmm. that like hey, if you try to like it here's a great example. When I was younger and I was in that like debate me debate me mode of like, you know, in high school, I w- I went and like signed up for like debate classes and or not classes, right. but like debate, you know, debate team and I did the tryout and they kicked me out immediately because they were just like Okay, so the first thing we're going to debate is the death penalty. Are you for it or against it? And I was like, actually, we got to just legalize crime, like all of it, <laughs> like just like all crime, like case by case basis, right? Like it's all we just. <laughs> they were just like, what? That's not. I'm like, that's not the argument. Like, I don't care. This is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think you and I have a very particular uh, strain in our brain that says. If I'm not the most controversially interesting in every conversation, I don't want to be a part of it. I, I, it's not even that. I, here's the thing: it's not that I'm controversial. I don't even like to be controversial. I like to be friendly, right? In fact, I have a very weird sensibility about it because I was talking about this in a group chat the other day that I really do have that jester's privilege, where because I'm just a silly. I'm like a five mm-hmm, five true. little dude. I'm a silly man. I'm a silly little man. So when I say things, no one takes them seriously. So I can be saying like just absolutely insane shit and everyone's just like and you do yeah, quite frequently quite frequently <laughs> <laughs> and and it's fine people are just like oh that's fine no yeah there's mark that, that's expected out of that guy so i'm just allowed See, but to this, this is gonna backfire at some point because i was in a similar vein where i was the youngest person in people that did stand up for a few years mm-hmm. and so anything i said it's just the stupidest it's just the young guy in the group mm-hmm. but then people start listening and don't and take you seriously, mm-hmm. and then you don't know your position in life. Anymore. <laughs> well, that's I, think I have a very sure. solid position, right? And in fact, like I get accused. This is a wild thing to be accused of, because like politically, I don't really have a body politic, right? Like I don't really subscribe mm-hmm. to like sure. anything really politically. However, the thing that makes me radically left is that I just want all my homies to be free and live a cool life. That's wild to me that that very basic yeah. statement makes me radically left. And so people have a hard time because they're like, oh, what theory did you read? I'm like, oh, I read them. I, they're stupid. Right? <laughs> like, this is, it's not going to do for me, man. Well, Honestly, that, even that... me, like I read like I think half of the bread book. That's mm-hmm. it. That was, And it was like, and I got bored. I was like, I already knew all this bullshit. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, one, one of my biggest pet peeves is if I say something moderately intelligent and then someone's like, oh, yeah, that's in this one book. And I'm like, well, I didn't, I hate I that didn't read that. I just came up. Yeah. I just happened yeah. to come upon it. But you're now, and people, I, I remember arguing with someone, they're like, well, when someone does that to me, I feel more validated. And I'm like, I don't because... All you're saying is your idea is hack. When for me, yeah. it was a beautiful. Yeah. yeah, that's like what like what happens to me is like somebody says like, oh, that's from so and so, and it's like, well, what the fuck did I do all this thinking for, or something, <laughs> right? Like, like <laughs> am I just a fucking idiot for coming up on this? And it's you're not. You're not an no, idiot. Like the 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 term for for that is literally like um like convergent invention or something like that or convergent evolution. Like when well, I, two things happen, I always attribute. Like to like in different locations under different circumstances or whatever. I always attribute it to like being radicalized in different ways, right? Like I didn't really go. I went to 
That's true too. I went to like I went to community school, right? Like community college and public school. Yeah, and like I didn't even graduate community college because I got fucking absolutely like bent over by a fucking uh, guidance counselor, and just went four years for nothing, right? And then, yeah, like as I was doing that, when I while I was doing that, I realized that like, just like the game is rigged, like things are set up against you, and all of that is like what radicalized me, made me like, man, I wish things were easier. And, like, every time I would, like, go and meet people and they would be like, yeah, we're fighting and this is blah, blah, blah. And we're coming at it with this, like, you know, uh, crypto leftist uh, reimagining of the Marxist idealism of, you know, like the German idea. What the fuck are you talking about, man? I just want healthcare for free. I want pay nothing. (laughs) I want to go to a doctor and be like, hey, my shit's fucked Let's just get some guys together, write a piece of paper that says everybody gets to fucking like go to the doctor for free. (laughs) Look, and if they don't want to do it, kill them. Hire somebody to figure it out. (laughs) They don't want to do it, beat their ass. It's very simple, right? Like, they should, listen, under our homie regime, if, if uh, if your representative doesn't like you know, do right by you. You have full. You can go access his house. You can't kill him, but you can beat his ass. You can't. Yeah, yeah I think that's absolutely. Fair. I think that, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just it's a it's 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 what we like to call a friendly face. Yeah, it's a friendly face. Is all it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think like there should be like a law against like, or there shouldn't be a law against certain foods you can throw at people. Oh, absolutely. Like if you want, mm-hmm. if you want to pie a politician. You, there shouldn't be jail time for that. You, they should yeah. be like, yeah, no, this is they had that coming. That's this yeah. Like if I want to load up a bushel full of like a bunch of my rotten tomatoes from the greenhouse, I should That's be right. allowed to yes carry that to Washington and hit my representative we, with a few. We used to something softer than a rock. Let's get let's, let's yeah, start yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah. If you want something it, nice, mushy, and kind yeah. of stinky. If you want oh, yeah. something gross. diabolical that we used to do in high school. Uh, is we used to fill, we used to get like a sock and a Ziploc bag, put the Ziploc bag inside the sock, fill the, the Ziploc bag and the sock full of oobleck. Do you know what oobleck is? It's just cornstarch and water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah. And you just fill it with that. And then if you go, you swing it, you get it crazy fast and you hit someone, it feels like getting fucking smacked with cement. And then they go Oof. to grab it and it's yeah. soft. Right. Genius. This is an invention of my own and I we would just crack the shit out of people and like, you know, every now and then people would be like <laughs> we'd get searched at school for like weapons and they would just get a sock full of oobleck and be like, What is this? And I'm like, Yeah, how can you hurt someone? It's just soft. You know? <laughs> It's yeah. just my own <laughs> And you would you would I remember we hit some kids so hard we broke the fucking orbital bone. Right. Oh, and like really? we felt bad because it wasn't even a joke. Like it was a bit. Like we were like oh, right, and right. just smacked the <laughs> shit out of this kid yeah. and ruined him. <laughs> like kid got weak bones. Yeah, Jesus. That shit That's is wild. yeah, this is why you should never give someone like I me. didn't know I was afraid of being beaten to death with non-Duntonian <laughs> fluids though. <laughs> That's You're not something I'd ever considered personally. <laughs> Giving me any kind of like any kind of chemical experience or like understanding giving me knowledge is a literal it's bad right because i will use it for i will absolutely use it in an inappropriate way i do not know how to No, that's exactly <laughs> who should be given knowledge though like yeah, yeah. Oh, they're the people who are gonna have the most creative applications for it and probably <laughs> accidentally kill or maim somebody or themselves in a pretty pretty funny way if we're being honest yeah, no. I, re- I remember as a bit we would like throw it at each other right like we'd fill it full we put we'd put it in condoms and then we'd swing it and throw it at each other 
and someone hit me in the back of the head and nearly knocked me out, like concussed me. Ooh. I felt like yeah. a, and in a condom, like an oobleck, like a that white tracks. condom full of like <laughs> nut. <laughs> just look, it's hilarious. <laughs> and like, they're like, you just got knocked out by nut. And everyone was laughing and I'm literally, my bell is oh, rocked. Yeah. I don't remember third period. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and also the fact that it's in a condom is so much more demoralizing. Yeah, like you absolutely. Said, <laughs> like a balloon, like it's like, all right, that's fine. Yeah. You got knocked. But a condom, you can't like be mad at a filled condom and be like, it's fucking nut. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't work well, like it's, that. And it's like a white, it's like a white, ugly yeah. su- substance. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. You get hit with that shit. It's not a good feeling. It's the worst feeling ever. <laughs> all right, so. In our new uh, proposed legislature of, of th- being able to throw soft objects at politicians, does the move like condom survive? Yeah, I want that. Knocked, yeah, absolutely, yes. Because I need look. That impact is important. All right, like, you're telling me that I can okay. Barbara Boxer from like you know 200 yards away with a condom full of ublek. I would do it instantly. I would look. I'll take the jail time today. I don't even care. <laughs> Like, that's worth it. All right, if you're willing, yeah. if you're willing to, to do the time for the crime, then I can't stop you. Yeah, who, imagine who gets the first Ublek condom for you. Who, what's your what's your master death list um, when it comes to so okay. who you're knocking out? Yeah, let's go ahead and get this one out, out on the record yeah. in public. Well, like, listen, every, I've yet to. I don't like the way that I feel about every single pol- even like the municipal politicians in my neighborhood. Like, there's like we have a mayor. Our mayor's Larry Klein. Uh, very funny story about. The way that they spend money in the Bay Area, it's extremely funny. Uh, they, There is a crow problem where I live, and it's because mm-hmm. they've completely decimated all the, like, n- you know, natural fucking orchards and, like, forest right. land that they right. used to actually have out here. Completely decimated it, gone. So now all the birds have decided, oh, all those big buildings you're building over there, yeah, that's our new house that's now. Yeah, we live there. Thanks for putting this up. So there's like literally, and not, it's not like a couple hundred crows. It's like thousands. It's a couple, ha- like right. maybe, you know, a couple thousand crows. And they shit in the nicest area in the whole town. It's like completely covered in bird shit. And so instead of paying a guy. That's cool. Yeah, I love it. And so, it rocks actually. But instead of paying a guy <laughs> to come and wipe that down, give him a job, 401k, you know what I mean? Like just power wash right. all that shit. Instead of paying a guy to do that once a month, even once a week, to get rid of all that shit and, you know, make the yuppies feel fucking less, you know, <laughs> like gross. Instead of paying a guy, they spent thousands of dollars on this, like, laser system and, like, a crow. Tens of thousands. <laughs> tens, yeah, tens mistaken. of thousands of dollars on this laser An enormous system. enormous amount of money for what are essentially, like, electric lawn sprinklers. To shoot lasers <laughs> into the birds, like, to scare them. And not only right. does it not work. They've been using like bird calls, like fake crow bird mm-hmm. calls, and the 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 crows have been learning those those calls, like distress, yeah. and then like just yeah. literally memeing them, like like ah, like doing it right back to them. Right? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I fucking it. love crows so much. God damn it! They, yeah. they, Hand, I, like number one favorite bird. Yeah, the fucking absolute crows fucking rock. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like and so Larry Klein. If I see you in the street. Right, it's it's on, it's on site. You get you getting hit That's with right. a yeah. condom right? <laughs> for doing some bullshit like that for spending thousand. When you could just pay a guy, you could just pay a guy to do that. And yeah. honestly, yeah. you could have just you know power washer costs like a couple hundred bucks tops. Tops. See, like that that to me is a uh, what I like to think is whoever Ooh. proposes laser fake bird call uh, thousands of dollar device. They're just a whack ass Dale Gribble. Like they're like, I'm not 
confident enough to just be like, let's just murder these birds, but maybe like a eco laser thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like you're still wanting to do some kind of like techno violence against right. them, but like you don't actually have the wherewithal to really compromise them to a permanent end. <laughs> Which, I don't know. That's the thing about like living in the Bay Area, honestly, like, Living in the Bay Area as long as I have, right? And like I'm stuck here. I'm not. I can't leave it, right? Like I have family here. I have family ties here. I can't. It's your I, home. I literally, yeah, it's my home. And I watched it go from being because when I where I grew up, Sunnyvale, it was a hick town. It, it still is a hick town. It's full of like, oh wow, yeah. There's nothing that out makes there. Makes sense. Yeah, no, my brother used to live in Sunnyvale. Sorry. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's a, it's an absolute hick town. There's nothing out here. However, it is now a fucking like it's San Jose Part Two. It's a fucking massive yeah. mm-hmm. like. There's all this infrastructure work and all this construction. And in the meantime, all the residents there who didn't move here in the last 10 years, like residents like me who've been here for over 30 years at this point, uh, fucking have to deal with like rat infestations in the like in just in the millions because of the fucking all the mm-hmm. construction tearing up all the ground, just wild right. floods for no reason. Absolutely just dog like insane shit that normal people don't have to deal with. And the people who like it's it's really weird like growing up the way i did in in this area in the bay area is wild because in the area that i grew up in in sunnyville i was the only poor person for about 10 miles right so like 10 mile radius all my high school friends all my like middle school friends which there wasn't very many of us because there was very few people out who lived out here they were all rich and like I was the only. What, what did their folks do? Were they all? They were all was like it tech then, or was it just random shit? Well, it was tech, but it wasn't. It's different tech. It was like hardware. It right. had very little to do with software. Yeah. It was a lot of it was like, you know, they would work uh, at um, what is it that place uh, making chips at like Oracle. HP. HP was right oh, down the street. Yeah, yeah. HP was mm-hmm. another yeah. one. Um, they, yeah, no, that makes sense. The people that and it's a, a very minor di- di- uh, difference. But my dad, my dad worked for Microsoft, and there were people in the Pacific Northwest who were, had worked for Boeing and done the chip manufacturer size. And they are two different breeds of engineers when it comes to the type of people they are. It's something. It's not like one's you know it's not like one's got fucking octopus arms or anything but it is something where it's like <laughs> the amount of groundedness that a person that comes from the hardware side of it it's a, a very a very small distinction is like a guy that is ha- a hardware part of the tech world is like gonna change their oil in their car mm-hmm. like it's a very yeah, small yeah, thing yeah. but a software person is trying to do everything the laziest way possible. So and that's just yeah. a generalized uh, opinion, but I I do one hundred percent. The way that matches up with like a lot of my friends online who are like the difference between like guys who like I've got a friend who's an electrical engineer, mm-hmm. um, who is very much hands on. He's always fixing his own shit. He's always doing all that. And then I've got another guy who um, I'm still friends with runs a giant plex server out in the middle of the country he's got all of our movies and tv uploaded on everything all of his processes are automated he wakes up in the morning he smokes weed and that's his day (laughs) (laughs) if it is if it takes longer than two minutes to do he's already trying to find like a software solution (laughs) so the what's what's weird about here right is that this was like engineering up until about maybe 15 years ago was a middle class working class job and i know that sounds crazy sure. but it's no no you're right yeah it, it, it was it does actually no it was literally like people we, people were fucking working out here for pennies my 
my godfather who lived across the street from me, he worked for HP his whole life in a mail room, right? Fucking literally, that's the thing about tech. People don't understand. Like even my, I work in tech now and I just barely started working like for real in tech because up to that point, my yeah. whole life I had been working in like a service, like these like weird mom and pop service industry right. around tech that isn't actually tech. Right. So like when I worked right at, but you're still, you're still directly servicing tech. So it's still, you're still part of the same like umbrella basically. Yeah. But I, I like, there's a distinction. They let you know very quickly. Hey, you're not, oh, yeah. you're not part of this. Oh, of right? course. Like, you're nothing like this. In fact, like, it's absolutely got to be like a caste system out there. It, no, basically. it absolutely is. And like I used to work, uh, when I worked at Uber, when I got there, I was like, like 2011. It was very brand new. They were still at their original like SF office. And when I was mm-hmm. working there, and I started, I started there literally as a dishwasher because engineers didn't want to do their own dishes. I, I washed mugs yeah. all day. That was my job. <laughs> I like literally in, the, and it wasn't like in a back kitchen. It was literally in like a kitchenette yeah. in like in front of the office. The entire office watched me do dishes all day. Right. Well, <laughs> you were a perk. You know what I mean? Well, like you were fucking. Hey, join Uber. You don't have to do your dishes. Like that's a yeah, selling point. And not only that, but I was yeah. I would tell jokes. That's crazy. How I climb how yeah. I climbed that whole shit was I would tell jokes. I would entertain people. When there wasn't enough dishes, I would literally just be like cleaning and walking up and doling out like Latino advice. I was everyone's like, you know, like <laughs> like magical Mexican <laughs> uncle. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't yeah, I don't course. know if she likes me or not. Like if she doesn't like you, Mijo, don't worry about it. You know, like I was doing that, right? For real. Like I was I was doing that. And then the moment that they had like an actual kitchen open up and they moved to a different office and they had a kitchen open up, they were like, Hey, we need like a kitchen manager and I was like, I can do that. And they're like, Yeah, we yeah. like you. Yeah, we like you. Go ahead. Well, that's, you know, what's unfortunate is the amount of times I've learned that what you're describing is the only ladder that exists. Yeah. Where the idea that, like, I'm going to get better at a skill and then apply to a place and they'll notice me for my talent is uh-uh. much more rare than we know a guy who's who's funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, literally, nothing yeah. as you're sure, but, like, that's, like, literally fucking how some yeah. of that wor- works. So I went. I got a friend. Um, I got a friend out in Omaha that got hired uh, remotely at a at a tech startup coding. Not really because he was particularly good at it. He, in fact, he failed the first test. <laughs> like, <laughs> and they called him back and they were like, "Why did you fail?" And he's like, "My hand is broken. I had to do it all <laughs> one handed." And they were like, "Well, we like you enough, so." Just retake it. And he did. He got an extra 40 minutes on it, and he still barely passed it, and they still hired him. Yeah. That's how it works. Because he was making them laugh. Yeah, that works. (laughs) He doesn't know what the fuck is going on out there. Nobody knows. Actually, nobody knows what the fuck is going on out there. And he quit, like, after three days, and they had Mm -hmm. to, like, persuade him to come back, like, within, like, a week. And he was like, okay, but you understand that nothing is actually being constructed here right like <laughs> nothing's nothing of value is being produced sure. and they're like yeah. yeah we don't care and they're yeah, like oh okay <laughs> and keep he gets paid i think like uh fucking two grand a week now or something that's like that. Killing. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know what dream that's a dream right like i i fuck i fucked up i fucked up because along the way uh, while I was doing all the shit, I I inquired like I like acquired morals and integrity, right? <laughs> Which is fucked up. Yeah, why'd you do that? Yeah, man? stupid, stupid. <laughs> because because now I'm over here like working. Yesterday, like I was in the fucking DM dungeon answering DMs for an outage 
that we had for the company that I work for. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I was answering DMs from like literally seven in the morning to like nine, seven, seven or eight thirty at night, and like mm-hmm. I don't have to do that. I'm, I'm fucking sure, <laughs> but I, but I'm. It's, it's like hey, they're. But see that he, here's the problem though. You're not being paid for your morals, even if they're good. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely not. Unfortunately, in our our current system, you're, you know, like I. I haven't talked much about uh, leaving the the last show, but but a part of it was I felt I'm getting fucked over. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know if you guys remember the like Sola Bon Appetit thing where she was like doing uh, more work and the Bon Appetit people weren't paying her Yo, as much for, as the other. I worked for Bon Appetit too. And oh, I, I remember and I was, that. I was shit. gonna try and squeeze that in too, like as a guest, which because I did work for Bon Appetit, so I know about all yeah. that shit too. They were they were filthy, but yeah, I do know. I do know what they were doing. So like like I remember when that situation played out, feeling like I'm not. This is not, the, that situation isn't exactly what I'm dealing with, but I do feel that there's more similarities than differences. Right. And you know, building that was one of the best things I've done creatively. Like I got to do, I got to Dr. Dre produce it and work with people I liked and do something I was fucking proud of. But by the end of it, there was a feeling of like, you know, I'm going to have to pay to do this in a way I don't want to. And uh, right. fuck that noise. Um, what sucks is is that like uh, yourself, I developed those dignities during the process. Yeah. By, if I said if I just stuffed that part of me down, it might still be going, and I could still be making money from it. But it's something where it's like, well, I value my time more, and my moral and values more than it yeah. existing. But boy, yeah. we fucked up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's all See, good. That's where my problem is because I can't get hired at any places like that because I started with. valuing my time (laughs) i i think for me right like i the way that this is a very like masculine thing to do it's a very stupid masculine thing to do but i i deal with this all the time and it's the way that i judge myself is based on how much like how how much i feel about my work and my work used to go from when i used to like do catering and i used to do event planning event planning by the way it's wild to me that event planning is considered a feminine job because I was fucking working like 19, 22 hours every fucking day, going home at like three in the morning, getting an hour of sleep, turning around, waking back up, going back, doing it all over again. It is fucking exhausting. I did it for four you years. Fem- you think it's a feminine trait? You think that people go event planning, that's that's a woman's Yeah, no, trait? I most of my fucking coworkers were women. Like all of them, I remember going to like a, an event planning like seminar in like fucking uh what is it in burlingame like and it was just a really small little thing and i get there and i was the only guy oops out of 400 huh, people interesting. i was literally the only man and i was just like i guess i could see that i was just like I how thought about that. how yeah. how did i do this <laughs> right like how did this right, happen right. to me and like even the women there were like do you do this and i was like yeah my my fat ass does this <laughs> what do you mean like, what do you mean <laughs> right and they were just like yeah this is a crazy job it's it's thankless and like honestly event planning is essentially just like you're a mom right it's the same thing you're just sure. wrangling yeah. 200 toddlers right like that's you know especially like with tech i think there's one story that i was actually going to tell you that happened at uber that i'm actually wasn't nda'd for so i can t- say it please but um we had an event for a lawyer Right, their legal team. Their legal team was eleven people, right? The legal team pretty much ran Uber. I know that sounds crazy, but like the engineer, yeah, no one had no fucking pull like the legal team. 
the legal team would just ask, and fucking TK Travis Kalnick would just jump. He just would just say, "Fuck it, keep them happy. Whatever they need, yeah. do what you got to do." Right. So I guess one of them was like leaving for maternity leave, and they decided that they wanted to have a party at in on Fourth Street in San Francisco, which is like a notoriously expensive bar. It's like mm-hmm. you're you're paying fucking twenty two dollars for like a dirty martini or something, right? Crazy. Sure. What fucking, the fuck? Crazy. Crazy. God damn. Yeah. Stupid. Um, $22 is like my food bill for a fucking week. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, Jesus dead. Christ. Less than that. Wild, like, wildly absorbent. <laughs> fuck me, so dude. They, we need to do something about the fucking rich people. <laughs> so they asked. They said, we want to do. This is, this is bullshit. So they, they said, we want to do drinks at means. We want to do like, you know. And they said, can you set that up? And I said, yeah, uh, so I reached out to and was like, hey, what's your price for like an open bar? And they were like, it's like 22,000. And I was like, sure. for how many people? Like like 200 people? And I was like, no, like 11 people. And they were just like, okay, how about 10K? So they, I talked them down to 10K, but it's still fucking $10,000 right, right. to for 11 people to drink an open bar. So those 11 people... Ten thousand dollars would like yeah, no. <laughs> keep us having a house until like So I went uh, I went back to August. I went back to TK and was like, Hey man, this event's gonna cost you fucking twenty two thousand dollars after everything's done. You know, sure. like, and then he looked he looked at it and he's like, Who asked for this? And I was like, The legal team. He's like, Let him do it. Give me here's here's my credit card, take it. So I went, All right, cool and I charged it and the uh, wow. those eleven those so those eleven motherfuckers, which I said, Hey, is it 11 people or is it 11 plus ones, which would be you know, sure, 22 sure, yeah. people, right? Those 11 motherfuckers turned into 35, right? Which I knew was going to happen. So I like, sure, I, you know, yeah, I had yeah. planned out. I had rest, but we had plenty of food. They drank the bar dry. 33 people oh, really? drank every single drop of alcohol in that every keg in a single night. They did that. I fucking wow. had to Uber all of them home. I had to literally drive them home. All of them, because they were fucking hammered. They were like, and not regular hammered, like, oh, you know, too drunk at a work party. I mean, like, one guy literally dick out on 4th Street just pissing. This guy's a fucking <laughs> no. Like, right? like, what the <laughs> fuck is he doing? Right? Yeah. Crazy, insane yeah. shit that I had to yeah. deal with. And so, like, I'm, I'm over there fucking, like, you know, driving people home and, like, just doing all the shit. And at the end of the day, I get a call from and they're like, hey, it's 35 grand now. 35 because you fucking drank us dry we have to shut yeah, down you drink everything yeah the fucking we have bar, to yeah. fucking shut down and i was like well first off motherfuckers you could have told us no yeah. <laughs> you could have at any time right, shut right, the yeah. shit down and you didn't so fuck you it's the agreed upon 22 that was for lawyers they will fucking take your ass to court for this so what do you want <laughs> what do you want to do about this so they're like oh, well, all right twenty two thousand. so we did it and then we got a permaban yeah. And, oh, yeah. I could sense. imagine. Yeah. yeah. You cost them 13 grand in one night. So TK was like, why did we get permaban from that shit? And I was like, well, I explained the situation. And then he goes like, you know, you could have just paid the fucking, you could have just paid the rest. Yeah, you, He wanted yeah. you to pay 35. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was just like, yeah. I saved See, you money. Why am I the bad guy? Yeah. Here, right? <laughs> See, but that, that, this is a very intriguing story. Cause I, I think that uh, for the three of us, uh, all three of us understand we won't get to be the lawyers Never. in any job. Never. We won't no. ever get that position, right? And 
I think that sp- stems to why the morals exist. Because we're like, well, I'm not, I'm not gonna be ever the most oppressor in terms of like, I'm gonna get everything I fucking want because I make all the money for this company. So I would rather be decent than a maniacal jackass at all times. Yeah. But like, because you see what the other side is. Mm-hmm. But for like TK in that moment, it's like, well, us getting permaban could cause issues with the lawyers. We should have just paid that extra. Thirteen thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. It's not. It was a. He did. He did a cost benefit analysis. Yes, exactly. All and, it was. And that fucking sucks. That's <laughs> yeah. Such a, you have to live around this. You have to live around. Oh, you get to enjoy the the most life can offer in a, in not even the most life can offer, but just the most egregious way of living. Like. Yeah. I would never think to myself if I worked at a company and they're paying for it, I'm going to drink every drop of alcohol in this physical location. Like, that <laughs> no. has never crossed my mind. I'm, I'm going to have three beers and not embarrass myself and go home. Right? Right. Like, that's... that's <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, no. I'm, I'm going to have, like, one glass of sake tops because I know I'm a fucking lightweight and I'm going to get absolutely blasted off of that. <laughs> so, yeah, but this is... This is why we're not on top. Yeah. We got well, so, to raise our averages. So, gotta do sake bombs. One of the things that really. All night. One of the things. Not that, even just sake bombs. Just train sake. I, I yeah, drink like yeah, a. Mm-hmm. I usually drink like a sixteen or seventeen percent. Nice. I just mix it with like some lemonade or Kool Aid or sometimes That's orange delicious. juice. It's not. It's horrible. <laughs> it's genuinely very bad. But I like bad things <laughs> sometimes. Um, I drank fucking or no. I I like that. I lived. For the old, the whole time I was it's at, seven dollars sake to be clear. Sure, okay. <laughs> it's, 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 it's lemonade seven, and Kool Aid with it. I didn't expect. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's, the cho- it's cho- not bio, good. The fuck, the expensive shit. <laughs> no, um, I worked, I worked at that company. I worked at Uber for four years until I was fucking kicked out. Right, and mm-hmm. I lived completely parasitically, and like, like you understand like how that fucks with your brain, right? Like. Yeah. We weren't allowed to eat any of the food that they would throw away, right? The kitchen staff wasn't allowed. We were allowed to prepare it, but we weren't allowed to eat any of it, right? That didn't stop us, right? <laughs> we always found ways. Right, no, I, the, yeah, right. The rules say one thing, but the reality is the other. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, we would fucking, every time we would have way too much food, I would literally just go downtown I'm a block away from fucking Ninth Street and, like, the Tenderloin's right there. It's one of the fucking most mm-hmm. poverty-stricken areas in fucking San Francisco. I would hand out food. Yeah. Right, because I would prefer, and then I. This is something that blew my mind one day when I was doing it. One of the like, one of the fucking. I think it was like the marketing team was like, "Why are you giving them like food, man? Like, you know, like they're just gonna keep coming back if they know where it's from." And I told him like, "Motherfucker, have you ever needed like have you ever like lived on a stranger's kindness?" Right, and he's like, "Well, like he's like the thing is like also they they're not fucking birds, yeah, I like, dude. Like, like, they don't." Like, and then he goes like, "Well, they don't. Those are fucking people. What the fuck?" He says like, "They don't." He's like, "Well, they haven't earned it because they're not like regular people because they're like they're drug addicts." Huh? He's like, "There's like something wrong with their brain." I'm stabbing you with a knife, <laughs> brother. What the fuck? Like, There's something wrong with their brain. He's like, the parts of me and you that are like normal and like our risk reward relationships make sense. Blah blah. And I was just like looking at him like. What the fuck are you talking about? Like that is a guy. That is a person with a whole ass life. That's a per yeah, it's a yeah. whole human being. Right. And like fucking if you were on the street. He has Sarah, a life. He had experiences up until now. Like imagine if you mm-hmm. were watching you right now eating this yeah. food and throwing it in the trash. Right? How would you go to sleep that night? Because for me, it'd be a big old fucking arm of heroin that would be the only thing that got me any kind of rest. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, well, mm-hmm. fucking any kind of like, you know, being able to see the fucking vast amounts of wealth that is just completely wasted on motherfuckers that are one don't deserve it, b have no like concept of it, and then like see feel victimized by the fact that they have all this fucking money. The only thing that would keep me fucking like alive is literally drinking myself to death or fucking you know just cracked out of my mind on all the time. It's the only thing that fucking keep me even remotely sane, right? Like, of course, yeah. But the notion that the people that you were helping out are not even human is where the lines between, oh, you just, you know. You're enabling them. That's what they would say that to me. You're enabling them. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's such a, anytime that happens, one of my friends, Sean Murphy, he used to do stand-up. He goes, it was a bit about homeless people and about how, like, uh, they'll they'll just use it for, like, alcohol or drugs. And he'd just be like, you ever try and sleep on the floor outside sober? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it sucks. L- literally, yes, and it sucks. It's awful. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> the mm-hmm. only way you can do it is drunk. Only fucking way it's, it's doable. It's yeah. It's fucking. It's... Closest I've ever got was sleeping inside on a hard floor sober when I was a kid during like a church shut in, and it sucked. Yeah, Nobody it's... fucking liked yeah. that shit. The only reason we we did that was because there was pizza. <laughs> like, yeah, right, right. Pizza. There was incentive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah man. I mean, you know, I don't think people understand the level of depravity that's going on in San Francisco. I understand that uh, it's got the most money it's ever had before and uh, issues uh, like homelessness is, is, I don't think, worse than it's ever been, but it's certainly as bad as as it's been in in my lifetime, at least the last 30 years. But just the amount of people that are putting profit over humanity is something that is not going to end anytime soon. No. And... You know, I, I remember there were, like, some, I don't even know what the fuck it was, but it was, like, basically high schoolers that, like, the popular kids, instead of, like, you know, fucking the other popular kids were asking out people who were, like, mentally disabled and, like, the people that are disadvantaged. And people were looking at, pointing at that and being like, look, the new generation is better than what came before it. And it's like, all right, in these in those small instances, yes, but also they're filming it for social media. Yeah, they're actually mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're still getting something out of that. You're getting a coming, form of, of capital out exactly, of that. You're getting exactly. social capital. And so the reality of San Francisco is they will be the arbiters for the most pain to happen in the world in the next fifty to hundred years. And yeah. it seems like Oh, but but what about wars and 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 uh, you know other shit? It's like yeah, yeah, all that shit sucks. No one's denying that. But yeah. unnecessary pain is yeah. what's going to be built out of Silicon Valley, and it's for yeah. the convenience of not your friend that smokes weed and and automates their servers, but people that kind of want to do nothing because in our current state, the cost of convenience is to make someone else uncomfortable, right? Yes, and. If it's easy for me to do, to pay for it, it means someone else has to do the work. And what's sad is like 40 or 50 years ago, all of these things were just jobs. Like the idea of Uber or like Grubhub or something. You had an assistant to go get you lunch. You had a driver to drive you around. It was, you were all living like a lightweight version of the 1% 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's yes. on the backs of the poor that are forced to do these jobs because they've now become a relative new slave class because they can't yes. fucking afford to do anything else. Well, so and exactly. I talked about it on a podcast that wasn't my podcast, but a different podcast that I was on, uh, where I talk about like 
techno the techno capitalist feudalism that is existing currently in the bay area is coming to a city near you right and this isn't yeah. like to black pill you this isn't to scare you but it's happening. Why's it gotta be black? Well, <laughs> listen. Well, listen. Hey, he literally is. Like, I don't even want to be. I don't even want to be like. For real. Hey, hey, listen. Our our guy that makes that joke is not here today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the yeah, fucking Ruben ass joke. <laughs> that was honestly that was my favorite bit on Grub Seekers. It get me every goddamn time. Thanks, <laughs> Didn't uh, matter where it was. It's, it's, it was so good. I don't think I've ever talked about it, but I, I've stole it from RuPaul. It's a big RuPaul. <laughs> meme that he he huh. said once and then somebody <laughs> as the show ended somebody was commenting that on uh, on a random shit they're like oh yeah i hated yogi he ever he made everything so racial and i was like what the fuck are you talking about i was like oh he's he thinks i'm saying why is it gotta be black and being he's like serious yeah mm, how, come, like, how come it's gonna be african-american like that's oh, what the first god damn that's <laughs> that's fucking hilarious uh, no so in the in the Bay Area, like literally a fucking actual legit like something that I worked in all the time, like when I was a contractor, right? Mm-hmm. When I was a contractor and I used to work with other contractors, it was me, like the only Latino person, and mostly black people and mostly non English speaking Latino people as well, right? Everyone else that worked that was hired, white people. The reason why I moved up so fast was because one, I'm not black, and two. I can fucking speak English, right? right Those are the right. only, and like, I don't even know how to, it, this shit fucking, it keeps me up at night. I think about it all the time. I had so many fucking coworkers that were so much better chefs than I was. They were so much fucking, they were better at the job. They fucking showed up. They worked twice as hard. Literally passed over every time. And I would ask about it too. I'd be like, yo, what? My man Isaac's been fucking working here for like three or four years. Like I only started like, you know, three months ago. How come I'm moving up? And they're like, oh, you know, you show leadership skills. I don't know about that one. <laughs> like, I don't know what that. I don't know what that means. You know what I'm saying? What does that mean? <laughs> I've been here for three months. How am I showing leadership skills? Fuck out of here, right? Like, that's. I had to like. You have to rectify that. And like, honestly, like that's why in a, in a lot of ways the Bay Area is a fucking pressure cooker for like a new racial identity, like a new racial politic, right? Where like, mm-hmm. sure, like there is definitely like racial standards out here, but they're way more fucking. They're the lines are drawn differently they're not actually about your yeah. skin color they're about how much money you make and if you're not making enough right. money doesn't matter if you're not if you're white or not white you're just not one of them and they make it like they make it so and then if you start making above a certain amount of money you become white like you just become a white person i, I live with a guy my old well, you you get the privileges of what it means to be white in the in in, in that world because yes and it's yes but also like literally yeah <laughs> like so my my co-worker my my Ex roommate was a white was a was a black dude, like lived in Georgia most of his life. Like came out here when he was like maybe like fourteen, fifteen. Been working like wherever. Got a job at Google real early. He started fucking really working his shit up, and now he was like he was making like two hundred k a year, stupid amounts of money, right? Wildly rich, literal Francoist, like an actual. He believed in like he was a he was an actual like Nazi, like he black black guy, right? Completely black. Yeah. Thought Hitler had good ideas, <laughs> like fucking legitimately would talk about like, oh, yeah, just say wildly racist shit about his own people. And I would just be looking at him like, dog, like, what do you say? What do you say? What is going right, on? Right. right. And it's because he had lost touch that that 200K yeah. a year 
completely alienated from and he, he stopped seeing himself as a, as a person a black person a person of color he started seeing himself as like no i'm protected class now and you know what he would flaunt it. he would dress you everywhere he went he wore a full suit didn't matter where he was going like he was one of those psychopaths that would wear a full suit in the fucking you know right. california Crazy. fucking 80 degrees outside never yeah. worn a suit right. day in my life he would wear it and i would ask him like he'd wear it and he had like this fucking crazy like expensive car and he had a crazy like he had one of those like weird designer phones that are like just so complete sure. like a sure. pure yeah. bladed grass he would like <laughs> literally whip all that shit out and the reason why is like i want people to know that i have money and he would say and not black money which is a wild thing yeah. to say right like yeah. yo what does that mean but that's but he he could buy into yeah. a higher class, and he, you know, it's tough because like you know I speak in a way that people would be like, oh, you're trying to be white passing and stuff, right? And I got no no qualms about people perceiving that. But the reality is is that this is this is I was raised off American TV. This is just how I fucking speak. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. understand. So here's what's fucked up, man. That guy, the, the example that you're posing here. I understand why he's buying into the idea that white supremacy works for him. Yeah. Because it does. Yeah. At that point, he's benefiting yeah. from from the fucking the, the world not being fair. And for him to go against it would devalue his own status both as a person but also it goes against his like class interest and shit. Exactly. And so he's just on the team that benefits him. And it sucks. I feel because it does turn people into psychopaths. It does turn people into like, like oh man, fucking the homeless people should be killed. You know, like mm-hmm. just like straight yeah. up monsters. And it is a gradual process, but it's one that makes a person go, well, it's a doggy dog world. And if we're not murdering people that have things we want, then why? Then how can we survive? You know. But that's like you know. A lot of horror can can be based off like you know white fear of like you know like zombie apocalypse movies is just like what if the people that don't make as much money as you and hate you for it wanted to take you down a peg? Well, he, well, I need I need to get my survival shit. You know, it's it's all performative jerk off fear of the um, the lower class uprising. Yeah. But in reality, yes. there are more. You know, I, I don't have to say this to you two, but like. There are more than enough resources to to take care of everyone. It's a issue of greed and a short-sighted understanding that taking care of people actually benefits us more financially than just letting people fall through the cracks. And oh yeah, um, absolutely. Like we definitely have the resources we have, like have, would need as a society to move to like a post-scarcity stage. We have everything we we need. We just need the organization set up, and we need to kick the people out of power that are basically causing the like fake scarcity Mm -hmm. that we have now like there's no reason it should cost like three fucking 30 for a gallon of gas Mm -hmm. right especially if you're fucking poor right at most it should cost like a buck 50 for you not to mention like artificial the the slavery that goes on like the actual literal like wage slavery Mm -hmm. that goes on in like like not even here in the first world but like you know fucking like the the global south which is getting fucking absolutely sucked dry all of that shit the infrastructure exists already because we've built it here it's we know how to do it just move it down right like just give them access it's it's intentional yeah absolutely yeah yeah yeah, it is they it's it's a forceful uh supremacy and people don't comprehend that people who are benefiting from the system they don't think it's it's not the system isn't broken it's fixed they really really think that 
well, some people are not, you know, and I really, for me personally, I, I point to education the most because I was a kid that was, um, uh, I, I wasn't an idiot, but I didn't do any of my work. And so I failed out of everything and got put into uh, the, the like less fast classes and just didn't give a fuck and, you know, got to a point where I dropped out of high school and then went to a secondary school where like, you know, if you broke an arm and you got to like do six months of math, like two weeks, basically. I just finished my high school there because you feel the world putting you in a corner that you don't want to be in when you're in education and it's not built for you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The way I remember uh, the guy, at one point I started saying fuck off to the, uh, the, the secondary school and the headmaster there was a decent guy and he was like, Look, you, you're frustrated because education in the United States is like everyone's going to get a 32 regular suit. And if you don't fit in that suit, you're fucked. You, you just you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And the world doesn't uh, adhere to your needs. And the thing that I, 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 I cannot wrap my head around is like everyone feels better if what they can get for themselves is custom to what they need. Mm-hmm. And yet, with the biggest things in the world, education, healthcare, it just seems too complicated to implement systems like that. And, and you know, for, for all intents and purposes, it is complicated, but it's worth the expense to make it so that the world actually accommodates for everyone involved. And mm. um, I'm... Well, it's, it's short-sightedness. Less hopeful. I know what you yeah. mean. It's short-sightedness. I, yeah. Legitimately, all yes. of this is just like, yeah. I can squeeze profits today. Because tomorrow definitely ain't coming. That's literally what it boils. In fact, like, if I can give you some insight into my coworkers, I listen. I of all of my the people I work with, I have one friend. I have worth two hundred and fifty a, <laughs> a company of two hundred fifty people. There's one person that I actually like because that person grew up in fucking like in in what is it in like some some small part of Laos with no fucking money, right? Like, and yeah, she, right. she fucking ended up here and was like, I don't know how I got this job, dog. Like, like I signed, I signed up right. for, I signed up for right. a seminar and like five years later, I'm here, right? Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I basically got trafficked into this job. It's kind of tight. Yeah. Right? But, yeah. <laughs> uh, right. But anyway, she's like, I like her a lot. She's the only person I actually like because everyone else doesn't really get it. And when we talk about like the world, when we talk about, they're like, Oh, Mark, shut up, Marcus. You're a communist. And I always tell them, Dog, the world is getting worse. And they everyone looks at me and is like, no, actually, things are getting better. Crime is down, blah, 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 blah. And, like, in your area, right? <laughs> like, where you live, in Palo Alto. Yeah, that makes sense. You kicked everyone out of Palo Alto. There's only, like, mm-hmm. six black people in all of Palo Alto now, right? And they've, they've essentially become white people because now they, you know, they own property out there. Shut up, dude. Like, you have no idea what you're talking about, right? right. And it's, a, it's crazy to me that, like, there just isn't any fucking understanding like cultural understanding or any kind of like fucking understanding of the fact that like like you said there is a broad like suit that people need to fit and if you don't fit get the fuck out and in fact well it's because basically it's because it's been beaten out of us right like mm -hmm. every single person like us three including here in this chat like we're all indoctrinated basically into various like ways of thinking that are advantageous to the system and if you fit that mold then you fit that mold and if you don't then you serve it Mm -hmm. because you're forced to you have to pay for fucking food you have to pay for a place to live you have to pay for your fucking family in most cases Right. Like the reason I'm in the bind that I'm in with fucking money is because we're probably going to lose our house in the next couple of months if, if we can't find work. 
and none of the work like around here is really honestly paying enough for us to live yeah. right so like we're in a difficult situation here if i look right like we can't find like remote work especially to save our lives because uh all of that is being like hyper competed against like mm -hmm. the sis the entire system is designed to basically chew you up break you and spit you back out um and what gets spit out is not like even vaguely human shaped half the time like how are you going to pick up the pieces after something like that that's why right. i think right so i don't know if you know this if you even physically survive sure yeah i don't know if you're you're that how intimate you like know about the pod or anything but there is like a philosophical branch <laughs> or branch of the pod called homieism and the homies right and i wrote a manifesto i, I know about okay. it <laughs> I know about homieism. <laughs> cool. I, I've I've listened to some episodes. I know, I know what y'all yes. doing here. Hell yeah. yes. Well, I, I picked up the vibe. So I think ultimately, like, I essentially there is like a legit dopamine fucking cycle grind that exists in California, but m mainly in the in the Bay Area. That's kind of like, listen, you got to hustle every fucking day. You're up three in the morning. You're fucking doing this job. You're blah blah blah. You have this. You got a side hustle. You got six side gigs. You're doing this. You're fucking driving for Uber Eats, but also you're driving for. Grubhub and doing right. all this shit because right. you're a grind culture guy. You fucking wake up every morning and then that burns you out and you're depressed and you're like thinking about killing yourself all the time. And they're like, well, the reason why is because you haven't, you have FOMO. You haven't paid this amount of money right. to go to this event. Mm -hmm. You haven't talked to this guy. You don't, yep. you don't pay for this therapy through your phone where some guy ignores yep. you for 30 minutes. <laughs> like, and like, it has nothing to do with the fact <laughs> that you feel completely ripped out of your own reality and disconnected yes. from everything that should be making you human. Um, no, yeah. it's that you're, you're not, uh, consuming the correct <laughs> products in the correct yeah. order. And so <laughs> you're, you're, you don't have enough Funko pops on your fucking <laughs> show. <laughs> 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 that, that shit, there is no alternative. There is no like alternative. Right. And it wasn't yeah. until I started literally like giving back to my community in the sense of like when I was r running my catering job. Literally, I look. I maybe fed you know hundreds of thousands of fucking people in my catering job because we would. They would tell us to throw away that food. I've maybe thrown away twenty pounds of food over my five year career of catering. Right. Maybe because right. that's I, a win. Yeah, I I would fucking literally. It's a huge win, honestly. Over five years, it's a huge win. I literally did not throw away shit. I would use, and you know what? Of that food that I threw away, I didn't throw it away. I composted that bitch and I put it in my garden. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> No, we don't waste around here, all right? Like, I fucking believe in that shit, right? And I, everyone was like, oh, yeah, Marcos is so cool. He's trying to go green. And I'm like, shut up. I'm trying to feed people. I don't give a fuck about, like, that environmentalism. It has that nothing to do with that. Yeah. yeah. No, like, my family isn't packing plastic bags and shit and, like, metal objects into little plastic bottles to use as bricks because we think it's the right thing to do. <laughs> right, right. Like, we're doing it because we need to build retaining walls yeah. <laughs> at, our, at yeah. our house yeah. for the gardens yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, fucking, it's wild to me and like so i i i would get really frustrated with like people who would like hold me up as like some kind of martyr or like oh fucking blah blah and i would tell them all the time like no just do it just do what i'm doing if you if you see a hookup or you see a uh you see something that like is falling through cracks like you see you have a access to a resource that most people don't have access to Distribute it. That's it. You, there's no more fucking, there's no higher thought than that. And people all the time would be like, aren't you afraid of the cops, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I wish I'd go to prison for this shit because they want to blow up my podcast. Hell yeah. But, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but, but also, like, 
fucking if I go to prison for fucking feeding people, then I I'm do I don't even feel bad. I'm do I'm validated in that I'm doing yeah. the right thing. The fact that I didn't go to that's prison why makes I, me feel like, like that's <laughs> why I shoplift like food from stores. <laughs> like I don't feel bad about yeah. it. Like I need the food. I can't afford all of it. <laughs> yeah. It's cra- it's absolutely it, crazy. It is something that I think that uh, your I will say that uh, this is the only show I've done since things have ended for me, and a part of it is your your energy is palpable in that it's not a performative. I I think people should be nice, but also I'm an asshole. It's like no, you you live your truth, and yeah, that's a that's a hard thing to do because, like we mentioned a moment ago, that gets beaten out of people. People are yeah. uh, very sensitive, and they don't have the man. See, this is what I think about this constantly. Where I'm like, are people so beaten down they can't be nice, or do they think being nice is for chumps? And I don't know. I I think that it's yeah. a decent question. I, don't know. I think that. For people that have been nice or are are attempting it, you know the 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 benefit, the reward is the effort, right? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. I saw a person have a better life because of what I just did. Mm-hmm. Exactly, you and see it, like a direct like A to B result. Right, and I am astounded that even the people who are the most beneficial. Uh, uh, the most they, they benefit the most out of the system we live in don't comprehend that i mean some of them do some of them do you know whack-ass charity stuff not like direct action but like oh i i i, I donate money to this thing and so i i it absolves the fact that i make money from halliburton stock you know like it is something where we're all trying to god figure out the <laughs> i really like way. that juggle i really like that yeah. juggle too because it's like where the fuck do you think like right. like why those people need fucking money like where do you exactly. think your money's fucking coming exactly. from you're just you're 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 taking it out of you're robbing peter to pay paul well, no, at that they're, point they're actually like what the fuck they're robbing peter to pay paul because mary's gonna pay it back for both of you like later like that's how that works <laughs> like, it's not it's not like they're getting they're losing anything out of that they're making money oh no absolutely yeah because they're writing it off on their taxes yeah, and shit getting, like <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yeah, they're getting paid to do that shit. But uh, I um just to, just to yeah, get my yeah. thought. I'm apologize, Mark. But like, the, sorry. No, no, no. Please don't apologize. The thing is, is that like for me now, I'm in a very dumb position where I'm like not enthusiastic to do uh, art that I think benefits uh, the <laughs> world because I did it for four years and it it didn't change anything in terms of what we were trying to accomplish. It made people more aware of problems, but it didn't solve anything. Not that we were yeah. going for that, you know? But there is something where I do think great art affects people and changes how people actually view things, whereas uh, factual debate arguments often don't. People are very set in their ways, and, and they don't feel the need to change how they think about the world. Yeah. But art can touch the children in them to be like, hey, you remember when you weren't a piece of shit? <laughs> remember how yeah, 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 yeah. used to laugh when uh, a flower was in the air? It's now... wild to me, man, that you don't feel that your podcast changed anything because it changed my world, like, legitimately. Well, I, 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 I appreciate that. I was a fucking huge listener, and I, like, only recently, listen, the only reason why I even unsubscribed... I already knew rich people were bad. <laughs> the, the only reason why I, like, unsubscribed from the fucking Patreon, because I paid fucking i was i was trying to make enough money to pay to not be a millionaire like on the right like that's where i was i was hustling on that but no the i paid for it because and the only reason why i stopped paying it is because my fucking card got like what is it called uh 
so I got expired. No, some some motherfucker like finessed me and I <laughs> identity theft. Yeah, I got yeah. A, I got straight identity like thieved right. and I had fucking never turned it back on. But I loved that show and I'd still be paying for it to this fucking day because like it did change a lot for me. You don't understand? Like you probably never get this kind of like you know validation. But when I was working at Uber, I started listening to your podcast like post Uber while I was working in catering and like fucking just witnessing insane amounts of fucking like just expenditures on nothing right right people paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for catering for one night to feed 75 people right like right. just absolutely insane and the only thing that kept me sane and like fucking really kept me sober and not drinking myself to death was listening to your podcast and realizing these people are monsters these people because you know what it you can trick yourself into watching that shit and being like right these people have something figured out that I don't and I want to be like them. I, I want to live like they live. Yeah. And if yeah, you don't yeah, have, yeah. What you mean. if you don't have that fucking, that, that understanding that these motherfuckers didn't work for it, they didn't try, they right. didn't do anything for it. You, then yeah, like you, and your, your podcast did that for me. It kept me sane. It kept me sober. It kept me fucking everything like that. Your podcast was, I mean, I'm, I started listening to podcasts because of Chapo and then fucking completely like, at some point, they just got weird and too into Twitter, and I was like, I don't know if I can vibe with this anymore. But through them, I found you guys, and like fucking, I couldn't. I, I stayed. I stayed. I I was a huge Grubstaker fan purely because it affected my life. It changed. It changed the way that I looked at things, right? Like I. Well, I appreciate that. The uh, a big compliment for me. I really appreciate that. And I and I, I, I shouldn't say we didn't necessarily change things. That that's a bit of a overstep. But I. Uh, for, for me on the show, because I was least um, acquainted with Chapo and Come Down mm-hmm. and those shows, I, and not for any real reason, I just didn't listen to them. And I felt that since the people on the show do, I'll, I'll make sure to bring my own influence instead of you know, yeah, yeah. you know, pseudo stealing or whatever. Um, right. And I think that my the thing I'm the thing I'm trying to attack here is that what you just mentioned, where it validated you not wanting to be a part of the, the bourgeoisie that you were, you were surrounded by. For me, I remember thinking, you know, like Ivy just mentioned, she knew that, like, fucking, these people suck. These guys are, and, and women are the worst pieces of shit on, on, on the planet. I wanted to see if we could get people that love being in malls to listen to the show. <laughs> For me, it was like, these people that, I get are, that are so, like, you know, what genes are trending? Can we get them? Because yeah. to me, it was like that's that's the demographic that will hear this and you know fucking blow their mind, you know. And we did, yeah. you know, we reached some people that were like that, but um, at the end of the day, sort of like that lower like tier of like hyper consumers kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Unfortunately, I guess in a weird way, it's like I kind of wanted to be slightly mainstream because I felt that that would actually affect people's thinking that didn't realize that these were problems yeah because i grew up you know in the suburbs and i definitely didn't feel the way about the world that i do now um but it is something where you know when you're surrounded by people that are all doing okay because i i to to open up clearly i i spent my summers going to india seeing the town my dad was from so i saw abject poverty Every summer, and then I'd come back to Bellevue, Washington, and see the you know Microsoft booming in the '90s. So it was literally like a cold dunk of uh, extreme capitalism and a hot dunk 
uh, of just the most, uh, some of the worst poverty I've ever seen in my life. And that definitely radicalized me from a young age, but it also broke my brain in terms of like, how the fuck am I supposed to read Tom Sawyer when <laughs> I know that the world yeah, is, exactly. is broken, you know? And so as fucked up as it is, I remember as a kid, like my three dreams were, I want a TV I could walk around with, uh, a person that I could love and have family. And the last one was, I wish everyone knew how fucked up the world truly was. Like, I was such a nihilistic kid that I was like, no, and people, I don't care how painful it is for people to learn this shit. They need to know that they get to live in paradise because the world is such a treacherous place. It's not yes. they are lucky. It's that, no, 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 you get this because of their pain. And yes. so when it comes to the show and, like, my, you know, the disagreements that ended it and stuff, the biggest thing for me is that, like, ah, man, I really wish uh, I could have instituted more things that would make it so that instead of being a part of, like, the dirtbag left, which it got lumped into, like, with Chapel and stuff, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It, it stood on its own legs as a show that was educating people in terms of the play of the world and the audience that we're targeting were people that didn't know this shit because there yeah. were plenty of people that were like oh yeah I, I know i know these people suck but you guys do a great job of breaking it down that much more uh, and that was great but i was like they also uh don't have enough time and money to fucking make a change in the world that they live around yeah like yourself being like i fucking was gonna drink myself to death if i didn't have your show you don't have any more contacts to be like hey check out this fucking thing i mean i'm sure you told me Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to uh knock you or nothing but like the person that that gets to uh uh drive to the mall and back and have no real problems if they could have have listened to the show more that would have been something that i would have been a bit more proud of anyway the homies were born the homies were born literally like the homie manifesto was born from a lot of like takes a lot of like your a lot of its anti-consumerist bent bent of like you know focus on yourself focus on the people around you all that shit is literally from grub stakers so grub stakers did did fucking you know they they're not honestly the the dirtbag left is something that i've never been a part of because one i'm not a dirtbag i like people i'm nice i like being i like (laughs) like you said earlier about like i don't know if people are nice because they're chumps or if people are afraid to be nice listen i've come to understand that it like this is the way that i feel i'm nice because i'm strong and i can knock you the fuck out and i won't Right, I won't. Right, there's a strength through it. Yeah, no, you're right. I won't yeah. because I'm nice, and you're lucky that I'm nice. Because if I wasn't nice, it'd be bad. Right? Like that's 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 yeah. the way that I. I kind of come at that from the opposite end, where I'm I'm more of a misanthrope <laughs> because I'm trans and I don't really know if I can trust you. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So you know, but I mean, a lot of that did like you did inspire you didn't you did inspire someone and you inspired a lot of people because the, this show, even though it's not you know, what's really interesting about this show actually is that. There's not a lot of people who listen, right? It's not a very big community. I gotta go. Okay. <laughs> I've got it. <laughs> no, but it's it's not a, like it's not a lot. However, it's a very tight knit community, right? Like it's extremely tight knit. Lots of you know, we have people message us all the time. People message me all the time. They talk. They fuck with me, and that's always at the end of the day. That is more of what I wanted, right? Like we we actually have a very similar origin story because I mean I didn't go to India. I didn't see the level of poverty that you did, but I did go. To like you might have. California's fucking third world country, which is the Central Valley, like Tulare County, which is where my, my dad is from. And I would my mom mm-hmm. grew up as a rich kid 
right? She had, had a horse and shit, and her my grandfather was well-to-do. My dad, on the other side, both parents were alcoholic fucking drug addicts, and he ended up being the same thing. And growing up, I would have to shuffle every summer right. there, yep. and I would spend all summer there, and it would just suck. It would, and like, it, there, yeah. I saw. Because you, cause you're not in either, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, but I, I have to say this, because you're not fully in either side. Yeah. So you never get to fully be yourself. So you're constantly juggling what the world around you expects of you, but you don't even know because you're so torn between the fact that you're literally married to two sides of the world that are confusing. Yeah, well, like for me, yeah, it was. That's um, I don't want to like like break out the the meme of of going, oh, well, that's trans, but that is also kind of like very similar to sure. like the trans experience. Yeah, I, I, like I if could, you're in the fucking closet, I totally get that. So I, for me, the issue that I would have, the main issue that I would have, is that my cousins that I would go to like hang out with in in like you know in the Central Valley, they all assumed that I was rich and I had money, and I didn't. We were, I would come back home and re- be reminded of how fucking broke I was by like looking around and being like, damn, everyone does have that shit that I don't have. And then I would go back to, you know, back home and I would look around and realize like, damn, even though I don't have shit there, I have more here. It's what the yeah. fuck is going on? Yeah. Right. Like how? Yeah, man. Right. And like, it's a, it's a wild experience. And for me, one of the wildest things about it was like, I was exposed to the Central Valley Tulare County, especially, is like one of the most crime-ridden areas on earth. And here's the thing: when you're there and you're experiencing it, you're not seeing it as like criminals. You're not seeing it as like this like blanket catch-all of like crime. You're seeing people struggle to survive, and it changes your concept about what crime means and what crime is. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so for me, it's what people think I'm wild when I say I'm pro-crime. Right? Like they think it's a crazy person thing yeah. to say, and it is, it absolutely is. How it is, but I mean, like you can also kind of rephrase it a little bit to "you got to do what you got to do." Yeah, and suddenly it makes more sense. Seeing seeing people just fucking feel like they had no other option but to just nut up and do something because they had to. Right, is an entirely they had yeah. to throw that oblet condo. Yeah. And they needed. <laughs> they, had yeah. they had to. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, man. I, Fucking! I watched my I watched my uncle fucking like shoot up like in like just in the fucking you know in the, in his car and then drive his kids to work, right? And then or drive his kids to school and then he would go to work right. a fucking sixteen hour shift, and then you know at a, at a fucking dairy farm and get his ass absolutely fucking beat from like you know the actual physical labor of the work, come home not have any food, and then go rob the liquor store because that was the only way he could fucking put anything. And the liquor store guy knew who he was. Didn't call the cops or nothing because he knew it was going to happen. It's all insured. Like that kind of shit just changes you. You see that kind of shit. And then you come back to like, you know, this white collar, like, you know, no, you know, like button down suburbs, very little. You feel like how, how are these two places connected on earth? Yeah. Right. (laughs) And it's it's crazy to me. And so like I, I've understood that like the real people, the real crime, right? The real crime that is the only real crime that is existent is crime. It was like the crime of like people being ignorant of like the, the pain that they cause others purely by existing. That, that is the fucking, that is a crime that can't be like, you really can't even do anything about it. And so many people commit that crime. 
And I'm not saying like feel bad about stuff because you shouldn't feel bad about the things that you can't change. However, you should be aware of it because if you're not aware of it, it's very easy to fall into that trap of like these people deserve to be this way. You know what I'm saying? These people and right. that fucking just that mentality that, is. I got a, I got a question for you because I wrestle with this. Mm-hmm. Do you think because philosophically the <clears throat> the thought you pose is not not complex, but it has complexities to it, right? Do you think that right. people that disagree and or uh, are oblivious to what you're saying, do you think they have never considered it that way or that they they understand that and they go, but I can't fucking fuck that noise. If, like if you're being real, I think it's a mix. It's both. It's definitely both. But I definitely think that like it's one starts with the other. I think that they start thinking about that. They realize how hard of a question that is and then they ignore yeah. it and then they ignore it for so long that they no longer think about it, right? It's like a constant cycle of things, yeah. right? And that I, makes sense. I think that, like, yep. I agree. <clears throat> so many fucking people out here in the Bay, especially, right, hate the homeless, just openly despise oh, them, yeah. right? Do not see that they're maybe... And it's crazy to me. Like, I have homies that, like, literally are three, pe- three paychecks away, three missed paychecks away from being that guy. For years, I was three missed paychecks away. I'm one of them. Yeah, literally, like, <laughs> no, like, for years. I spent years as, like, one, all it took was one fucking missed paycheck, right? One fucking short hour, and I was on my ass. I lived like that for years, and the anxiety that it, that you live under, right? And you don't, you just internalize it. You just, it's, it's whatever, and you start hating people. Right. You see you see a guy who's just sitting on the street all day and he's out there all day and you start thinking like, well, I have to fucking work, blah, blah. And you start hating that guy. That guy didn't do shit to you. Yeah. Right. That guy was probably existing in the same fucking in a more awful state than you are or, you know, something equivalent. There's no way he's living better than you because he's not killing himself at a job. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like you. The the thing I think that causes that is the fact that you're seeing somebody you've been you've been honestly really properly alienated and you see somebody that exists outside of your own paradigm and you don't really have the framework for understanding why you're in pain but that guy is different Mm -hmm. so there's there's got to be something wrong about that guy because to ask yourself the question is there something wrong about me is a little bit too existential to really kind of go through and evaluate because then if you if you come through that question with an answer like oh yeah actually it is me like the problem is my situation the pro- well then you have like a duty to yourself at that point to try to fix it mm-hmm. and that's hard yeah yeah right it's a lot easier to just hate somebody that's fucking different from you because they're different they're leading a different life whatever the fuck mm-hmm. basically it's why there's like fucking transphobes online get mad at people like me who are just trying to fucking live our lives because right. we're just fucking existing under a slightly different paradigm. Like, I have a penis. I like girls. It's, that makes me a lesbian because I'm also a girl. The penis doesn't actually factor. It's a non-issue for most people, but like a very small minority are like mad at people like me because they don't know how to answer the question, am I some kind of bad person for not liking chicks with dicks? Mm-hmm. Not like not yeah. even beginning to fathom it. Well, it's like 
It's the same yeah. way that people call me a racist for making Mexican. And you're not. For- you just you just have your own preferences. Everybody has their own fucking preferences. Most people honestly don't fucking give a shit or talk about it. It's not right, something that right. comes up in fucking conversation. Something that, something like that comes- nobody's nobody's doing genital inspections at public bathrooms because right, right. most people don't fucking give a Wait, shit. I've never been accosted in yeah. a women's bathroom under any circumstances because you're in a fucking bathroom. Nobody wants yeah. to be in a public bathroom. Right. You didn't have, uh, have penis. <laughs> check day in high school because i because i remember uh, that. no i was homeschooled so uh no i didn't i did not have penis inspection day <laughs> no, uh, no be, there, there is something oh, there is something to what what ivy has mentioned here where like the fear of am i a worse person because of my opinions disrupts their analysis of comprehending what's happening which is so baffling to me, I was fortunate that when I started stand up in Seattle, there were a few people who were trans. And so to interact with them, like, you know, in like 30 seconds, you're like, oh, you're a human being who has. Yeah, a, exactly. Who's a fucking. That is you. that is the opposite end of the reaction that I right. get from most people that meet me and learn that I'm trans. They're like, oh, OK. Yeah, right. Cool. Right. <laughs> so, so do you eat burgers? Like, like there's nothing, you know, yeah, it's like, well, uh. Yeah, no, I don't. But like, that's because I don't like. I feel like a certain kind of empathy for like walking land animals. But that's oh. a different question entirely. Oh, word, word. And so that's like because yeah. like, no, <laughs> no, actually, it's because I grew up on a farm and I got right. tired of seeing little animals that I really Jesus was in love Christ. with killed. Mm. <laughs> like, it was brutalizing for me personally. But like, I you know, I have friends. The reason are... I don't eat chicken is because I saw headless chickens running yeah. around. A Essentially, yeah. it has nothing. To do with yes. <laughs> yeah. Have well, you ever seen a headless? <laughs> you probably feel the same way. <laughs> but so you know, it is something where I, in terms of extremist reactions online, uh, whether it's to the trans community or, or various other uh, populations, although it's it's different with trans, but I'm not I'm not trying to address that in this moment. Like people are so afraid of being wrong and saying, "Oh, I didn't know," or "I fucked up," in a yeah. way that. I think is a lot of what um, people are like the online outrage. And it's like, well, some people get off on calling out people that are wrong. Some people just jerk yeah. off to the idea that like, see, you were wrong and I'm right about this. And like, yeah. that that's kind of like, you know, how like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how online y'all are, but like, like <laughs> early on in the U S like when MySpace came out, people would be like, I'm going to put fucking Brad Pitt as my fucking profile photo. Right. And then, like, you know, slowly, like, in time, people stop. They're like, I'm going to be myself on Facebook, right? But then, like, seeing it, uh, seeing how the social media in, um, was in India, they were still in, I'm going to put a celebrity as my photo, when in the U.S. it was more like, I'm going to be me online, right? So you see all this shit happening in waves and stuff. And, um, oh, man, I lost my train of thought. Well, that happens sometimes <laughs> when you talk. It does. It does. Um online presence oh yeah people on twitter being like hey you're wrong and i'm right about this thing that's a very like uh, it's a phase of being online that usually will like run itself out unfortunately we live in a world where people can get paid to be that person and so it's very attractive to be like actually i i think these things and and so you know the phone is a Pandora's box. Commodified identities, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 
the the more we we open it, the more it just continues to make us the worst versions of ourselves. I think, and I, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm guilty of of what I'm talking about. I'm I'm a person that's like, oh, you like chocolate? Well, did you know it's connected to all the blood in the world? Like, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I've done that shit too in the past, yeah. right? Like, I mean, like, um, fucking like a very like similar thing. Not to fucking keep bringing up being trans or whatever, but. Uh, how, like how does how it how does trans it trans how do you know when somebody is trans they'll tell you <laughs> or whatever same sure, same right, vegan right. joke or whatever but like um like uh you can apply the same thing basically to like like accidentally misgendering people which like mm-hmm. most of the time i i really don't care like people mess like accidentally misgender all the time you just like politely correct them most people will be like a little slightly embarrassed they'll be like oh oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to you know and then they'll they'll learn from that right like very rarely do you get somebody that's like like has a bone to pick with you on anything really mm-hmm. like and like as long as you don't go looking for it like most of the time people won't fucking like like i got misgendered i think like once in my entire time working for the census bureau and it was literally just because like a guy had clocked me and he was trying to make a point Interesting. Yeah, you, you yeah, was an intentional, like, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I've like never had an issue with anybody. He's an like, online guy, but misgendering IRL. me at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I mean, essentially, breeds. he is because that's the yeah, kind of yeah. person that goes looking for a fight. Is somebody that has been they've they've distilled their own identity into a, such a rigid set of specific categories and dialogue trees that they go then looking for those in real life and they essentially become like a walking crazy person because most people don't fucking act that way. Like my mom is turning into that kind of person and it really it hurts me to see which like she is turning into that kind of person. Like I can't interact with her normally because she has like certain like phrase words and things that will just like trigger her into launching into this tirade about like hating Twitter trolls or something sure, like sure. that, right? Like like I asked her the other day, like, you know, it's been like two years. Like, when are you going to call me like by my name? And she like launched into a two and a half hour rant about like some of the most absolute uh, disconnected things that I've heard in my life. And it was a completely surreal experience for me. And what I took away from that is I don't think my mom is the same person sure. that she yep. was, but I just, I just pitied, like, kind of felt like <laughs> bad with a, like, yeah. her at that point. <laughs> but like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like, like insulted or accosted or whatever. I'm just like, uh, I think I just, it's time for me to go or something. I need to right. leave this, this situation and not associate with this person anymore. It's extremely funny. Right. To me. Let's like, what happens I think to most people who like meet one of those kinds of folks that are just like, you don't, like act or talk like a normal person so i kind of don't want to be around you and then it kind of creates that like sort of self like reinforcing cycle of oh well they hate me because i'm right Mm -hmm. is that like and that person will forever kind of spiral down into their own like little personal hell that they've created for themselves essentially and there's nothing i can fucking do about it so whatever i I subscribe to the uh most people are fine though. Yeah, I, I subscribe the way, which is weird for coming from a to hear coming from a self-described misanthrope. <laughs> the, way, the way that like my I've I've always been extremely online, even offline, and it's a very yeah, weird. Sure. It's very weird for me, and I think it's because I, like I said earlier, I'm an extremist, like by a lot of means, right? Like I just go right. full bore into something, and I think that for me, I don't care if I'm wrong, because I believe it. 
<laughs> like this is yeah, how I yeah. like so I'm not coming at you from a place of being like yeah I'm right or I'm wrong I'm not coming I'm not coming <laughs> no I'm not I'm not like oh you got to check that out <laughs> you can't use the oblique condom after you threw it okay it's gonna gunk up your work it gets hard in there man you try and come but the pressure the pressure can't cut through dog oh my god it stops up the nut dude come on no so I I like literally <laughs> what I've, I've God, how would you fix that? You just like have to gently squeeze it out of your dick, right? Well, like <laughs> I'm, I'm positive if you like inverted, right? Like you go to the science of it, and you're like you lay down over like something like two two sofas or whatever, yeah, like, yeah. you know, two mm-hmm. chairs, and just like, it'll, it'll yeah, come out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. You're not worry about. It. Listen, I've I've played this out. I've I ran the simulations. I know how this works. <laughs> no, I, for me, my entire approach to being online has always been the same. Like even when I was on. Back when I was on Facebook, I would shit post the way that I post on Twitter, same exact way, but on Facebook, with my True. name right? like yeah, attached yeah. to yeah. me, and people didn't know what to do with that. They were very weirded out by that. They would be like, "Why right. is this guy using this platform to do these things, to say these things?" And then I would say, "Like because I believe them." And then they'd be like, "Well, well, you're wrong." And I'm like, "Cool, <laughs> that's fine." Right, and they'd be like, no, 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 like debate me, but I'm like, oh no, 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 that's not yeah, debate, 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 debate. Where's my fucking? <laughs> I debate me, debate me, debate. Enter the ring of logic and reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the... yeah, no, but I think that like essentially the 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 problem that most people have currently, and this isn't even like the online, like just this is people completely offline. Like most of my friends are like offline and they're not online people even in the i work in social media that's my job i work in a marketing department the social media department i am online all day sure. most of my coworkers not online crazy to me it's your fucking job be online right, they're right. not on they're not online they have no idea they don't know any you know like I don't know. I had to explain. A... How are you going to do fucking social media marketing if you don't know what the meme totally trends are? That's why, poorly. honestly, that's why so many of the fucking like big like fucking accounts suck. Like, uh, for like the corporate brands, they mm-hmm. suck and they're so disconnected is because like they're probably getting their research and the amount of length of time that they have between the time they post a meme and the time that meme actually came well, out kind of proved like. So I'm using that as evidence. Like, I think they're using like like think met- tanks and like research teams to like go through all of that shit or something. Like they have to. Do you be. Want There's the no meta? other reason. Do you want the meta on all this? Because I can give you yes. the meta. Yeah, right. actually, the meta on all this is that the only thing that actually gets any kind of like real virality or any kind of actual like play is cringe, cringe posting, posting cringe. They can post oh, cringe, yeah. right? Like when IHOP says it's push and pee and this is IHOP, right? That's cringe. It's cringe for a brand to do that. And they're like, <laughs> we're cute. Yeah. That, that, the way they do that, the reason why they do that is because it has one of three reactions. One is that it's utter disgust, so disgusting that you have to say something about it, which is what they yeah, want. Outrage. Yeah, outrage. Outrage clicks. B, they like, you know, cute, funny, joke, haha, LMAO, put that thing. And the third and final one is they attract the crazies. Right. And they want all three of those things. And the only means to engage in all that is to post cringe on main, be fucking stupid and weird. I guarantee you if Ferrari tomorrow started 
posting like fucking what is it furry porn of Ferraris, right? Like just <laughs> like a big a big yeah. like turtle dick on on a Ferrari, and then it says Ferrari on it. They started doing that viral. If they overnight. if they had posted a like Ferrari, honestly, all they would have had to do was repost that Final Fantasy porn that got played in the Italian Senate <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But they just slap a Ferrari, Ferrari yeah, logo it. on it, and, and it would have been yeah, and it would have been fucking viral, right? And like that's the thing about like yeah, more and more companies are learning this and understanding that, right? And right. now they're going for it. They're going. You're going to. There's going to be a golden age of cringe, made by, mm-hmm. like actual corporate cringe. Yeah, the corporate cringe corporate is going to be disgusting accounts. and gross. However, this is the future. This is the meta. This is the way to go. Right. Patronage. You find the people who don't give a single shit. And this is already happening on TikTok. Who don't who don't care about the fucking money. Who don't who've just been posting every day the same outfits of them saying it's Tuesday or some you know what I'm saying like just whatever. Every single fucking Wednesday they show up in a purple elephant suit and they just do this little, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever the fuck their thing is, those people who don't care have been posting forever. They're going to find, like, meet, like uh, what is it? Companies are going to find them, and they're going to start, like, paying them to, sure. to advertise yeah. for their thing. And, like, more and more and more of this is going to keep happening to the point where we're going to bring back the old, like, patronage. Where, like, eventually, if the ancient show keeps running and it actually gets any kind of fucking play, they're going to be like, yeah, welcome back to the ancient show brought to you by Toyota. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just going to be, <laughs> that's just going to be the way that it has to be because no one can afford as like, as art continue, as like, you know, society crumbles, you know, at the seams because we can't fucking, you know, do any kind of infrastructure or get any kind right. of bills passed. The only means to the only people who are going to be able to make art are the motherfuckers who are making art for no money. And the only people right. who are going to be able to distribute that on a large scale are the motherfuckers who own all the distribution. And the only people who yeah. do that are like big major corporations. And that's just going to be the way that it is. Right. And like the, what what yeah. you're describing here is something that I it's have. It's kind of already happening, too. Yeah. It, right? is, it is definitely yeah. already happening. But it's something that I've wrestled with for the last few months here because I'm like, I have a few new show ideas in the works. But then I'm also looking at the barrel of what what this all ends up into mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. and do you need a do you need any kind of editor or anything by the <laughs> oh, way yeah, I, <laughs> I, I need work <laughs> outside of paying people good people to work it's something where it's like what <clears throat> what am i trying to do with this because I, I you know I, I, t- I spoke with you about doing stand up way back when and like i love doing it but it is in a similar vein of like if you don't fit one of three or four looks, we don't really need you right now. And when it comes to doing a new podcast and a new show and things like that, a part of me is just like, man, am I am I doing these things because I'm trying to create art that touches people that people like? Or am I trying to go for, oh, and then, then we'll get fucking sponsored by a Shockwave player. And mm-hmm. you're like, you know, it's like, exactly. yeah, you, you. It's something where I'm not trying to be like, I'm fucking real, you know, but it is something where I'm like, man, I I did it once and I love doing it and I'm not as inclined to try and prove that again. And if I really ask myself what I want to do is I, I, I'd like to make short films and go that direction, but that just requires the same amount of upstarting and trial and error that, you know, the first, you know, 12, 13 years of not, you know, doing podcasts took. So, I don't know. In a lot of ways, I feel like I'm too late to do certain things. And then van, I'm like, well, I got, I got everything in front of me. I just have to do them. And, um, 
sorry to drop my own existential what am i doing <laughs> no, my life no. shit on the show i don't know it's this literally that yeah, every other episode. every other episode <laughs> like, yeah. you're well you're well ahead of the game man no i think in all honesty right like the ancient show is a trojan horse it always has been right it, the way that the the podcast started out was i wanted a political show that talked about my fucking radical politics that also if you tried to engage in it and be like actually when he said something about blah blah, blah dangism i would be like yo the show is called the ancient show what sure, are you doing? Right? You, right? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> right? Like, this is not meant to be anything. what we're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, the, you know. But what would you do? Hold up. What would you do if people started going, hey, this is the ancient show? That's that's the serious political talk that we want to dive into now. Well, How do you think you would react to the world going, what you created as, like, a, uh, a place for you to have an open forum mm-hmm. of your radical ideas? became a viewpoint of how people wanted to to see the future at the end of the day if my homies and i mean my literal actual the people surrounded by me are being able to get paid and show off their work and grow and expand in a meaningful way and live their best lives then not only am i going full nazi I can't I can't control how people see me right I can't sure yeah and I can I can fight that the rest of my life but for me the goal has always been to blow up to show people because I I I actually legitimately do and I don't know what this is but I do feel legitimately blessed by something or someone that I just know so many fucking incredible, intelligent, smart people. I'm surrounded by them. I throw a rock, hit 30 of them. And we're all poor as shit. And we're all broke. <laughs> Not only are we all broke, but we're all broke. And no one, we have no play. No one knows who we are. No one gives a shit about us. Why? Right? Why don't we have what it takes? And I don't, I don't believe that we don't have what it takes. I believe that we do. We just haven't been given the opportunity to show that we do. So, like, for me... I, the intention has always been to blow up to blow up and bring all my homies along with me. But, like, beyond that, if people were to, like, if Tucker Carlson would be like, so the ancient show, what is homieism, right? If you were to have me come on and debate. If Tucker Carlson was going to, like, you'd blow our spot up immediately. Yeah, no, but if he, like, hell yeah, if he, go on his show and make fun I, of him or well, something. Absolutely. I'm going on there and I'm, I'm wearing the, I'm wearing like a, what is it, the, the shirt that I proposed, the white men can be black women too. Right. I'm going, I'm, I'm just going, I'm going full wild and just saying yeah. like, yeah, what we're doing is we're raising Thule. All right. <laughs> like we're, we're, we're creating the nation state of homies. It is on the moon. Right. Like I'm just getting weird with it. Right. Like, you know, fucking, I, you know, but for me, if you take any of what I'd say or do seriously, then that's you. And I'm, I'm glad that you do. I'm glad that you do. I'm glad that someone takes me seriously. But at the same time, I don't even take me seriously. So there's some, you know what I'm saying? Like some serious. Well, here, here's just wild, man. I wouldn't do this show if I didn't think you were a person that has integrity and uh, dignity and is taking it there seriously. And so what, what's the only reason I pose all these questions is because it's something where like the reason to do anything creative is because you have a fucking passion for it, right? You you feel like yeah. putting this out in the world, even if it's a detriment to me, is worth the time and the expense. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's why I do like music and shit. Yeah, of course. And it is something where um if you don't if you don't reconcile like, hey, do I do I actually have that intensity or am I trying to uh, recreate something I have. That's that's really where I'm at in a lot of things uh, because I'm 
you know, for me, man, I've always wanted to create stuff that my cousins in India could laugh at as well as the people in the U.S. that like me. Mm-hmm. And not that my cousins in India cannot understand English because they speak English well and stuff. But how we speak English is, is like, not, you know, it's we're too quick, right? Mm-hmm. And since day one, the goal has been make shit that both sides can fuck with. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's podcasts for me anymore, mm-hmm. which is a weird mm-hmm. thing to say because I love this medium. I really, really fuck with it. I like it, it. too. I, I, I really, as a guy that came from radio, I uh, in terms of, like, what I was thinking about being in community college and learning audacity and like the production of how audio works and the theater of the mind and all that shit i love podcasting but i'm at a point where i'm like man i created you know 300 hours with friends that i love but i don't think any of my cousins in india could wrap their head around Mm -hmm. what this is and i want to make shit that you don't have to speak a language to understand i really think that's a missed opportunity in the world of comedy right now, mm-hmm. and just very specifically what I'm trying to accomplish, in that, you know, and it's like, for me, like Charlie Chaplin, Mr. Bean, and the Jackass crew, mm-hmm. those are like the three points of comedy that you don't have to speak the language you're speaking, you can just understand what's fucking going on if you watch it. I really want to make things in that vein now, and I'm no longer at a point where I'm like, well, I have to do a podcast and stuff and I have to do these and that. It's like, no, I just want to focus on making people laugh mm-hmm. because I love that so much more than than everything else. Because I, I have these radical ideas of what I think the world should and shouldn't be. Um, I just want to do it in a different way. Well, I, think, I don't know. I, 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 think, go on. I think you're in a unique position, man, because in all honesty, like you have weight. Right, you have you carry your name carries weight. Like people know who you are. People fuck with. Is you. this a fat joke? This, this listen, hey, I don't I don't get to call you overweight because I'm fat too. All right, big dog. Like, well, listen, this whole podcast. <laughs> how many bills you pushing, man? <laughs> right? You like, pushing two bills. I'm at three. I'm at three twenty five. Like I don't look it. Right. Well, I work out. I'm like a fat. I'm a fat fit guy. It's weird to explain. I don't know. How to I explain. bet you got big calves though. How, how big them calves? They're fucking massive. I'm a huge. Yeah, I'm bro, a fucking see? huge guy. Like I'm five five, but I'm wildly wide. Like it's in, I'm like sure, just insane. Sure. But anyways, hey, you're beautiful. <laughs> I love this. I know, what I'm getting at I, I, is I think I'd that... fuck you based off your cash. You know why? You send me you know why... inches. I'm fucking sucking your cock tonight. You know why his smoothest skin and shit too is like he because he is my like Marcos is I I believe a genuinely attractive person. I really <laughs> think that is. he has a tumor on his pituitary gland. Yeah, I, I have a <laughs> literal pituitary tumor. And my, yeah, like, literally. My man has regrown the same tooth three yeah, times. I've literally regrown teeth. I don't age. I've been the same age since I was 15. I look the same. I haven't aged at all. My face is get my skin is getting clearer, and I'm getting like more. What is it? More fucking elastic as I get older. It's weird. And I, Damn boy, it's like with jizz. <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean, <so laughs> much. Okay, what I'm getting at though is that like you, you've already built a very big. You built something, right? Not everyone yeah. is going to like fucking make the jump with you, but the people who you already have like half of the work done. You know what I'm saying? Whereas like with the Ain't Shit yeah. Show, I come into this place literally everywhere I've been to prior to this fucking podcast that I've done, I've essentially been drummed out because I'm I, people don't like me, right? The the reason why people don't like me is because you can't make a buck off me. 
right? The the powers yeah, that see, be that's, don't yeah. like me. People like me. Everyone around me likes me. People right. in the trenches well, like with you me. You're literally one of my three best friends. Yeah, well, <laughs> people in the trenches like me, but the moment you try to sell anything on my back, no, I'll no. fuck that up on purpose and I'll yeah, make it no, hard. I, I understand. I understand the sentiment. I, I'm similar in that. Like I on paper am very sellable, and then the moment I'm in the room, it's like, oh, they. I, I won't be taken advantage of. Yeah. Like, as simple as it is, I won't let someone use my name any longer to benefit them more than myself. And that's a difficult position to then also sell your wildest ideas of how the world works <laughs> yeah. and it shouldn't work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you can't be both, hey, I need to run shit and also the way I run shit, people aren't going to fuck with <laughs> yeah. that much. Like, it's a very difficult <laughs> tightrope. But... I, I, I got kicked out of, like, when I used to run, I used to do, so I'm an artist. Like, before I started any of this shit, I was an artist. Like, and I was, I had a name for myself. You still are, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like, I don't paint or anything, but I was, like, a, I painted and I did. You definitely do paint. Not, not as much. But anyways, I did, <laughs> I did all this stuff. And, like, I, I'm talking, like, I painted every day. I had tons of work in, like, you know, actual, like, galleries. And the, the way galleries function out here is two ways. One, you pay rent for your gallery right and i didn't really have that much money so i'd be like hey i'm a handyman i can fix shit up for you and you know forgo rent most places will let me do that and you know the places that didn't whatever fuck them the other way that things work is like you don't pay rent but however much money you charge and when you when someone comes in and buys this shit we take a percentage from that a pretty hefty one 75 percent sometimes right and so i remember I would never upfront put up my prices. I would always say prices are ask, you know, like I think it's called ask yeah. the artist, which is ATA. Sure. Is the like, you know, for the price ATA. And so I would leave my contact information and then the price, they would ask me the price. It's free. Right. <laughs> and the, the fucking curators would be like, no, it can't be free because we need to take a percentage out of that. Right. Like, cool. Take right. 75%. Out of zero, because oh, <laughs> ah. that's what it is. And they would charge. They would charge me a fucking. They would charge. They would just say, "All right, well, cool. We'll we'll let them go for twenty five thousand, or not n- never that much, but like we'll let them go for sure. like fucking yeah. ten thousand, three thousand, four thousand, whatever the fucking money they want to put out there. And then they'll just keep all yeah. of it. They'll keep all of it, right? And so what I would mm-hmm. do about that when that would happen, I would talk about it. I would let people know, hey, they robbed sure. me, yeah. because at the end of the day. I really didn't want the reason why I did all that because I wanted the clout. I was chasing it. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like right. I, I don't want these right. motherfuckers to make yeah. any money. I want them. The, their business practice is fucked up. Lots of starving artists shouldn't have to fucking you know take seventy five percent of their shit gone. Right. Like you, it should be ten percent at most. Right. Like so if you're gonna take seventy five percent of that fucking money or take a hundred percent of it, I'm letting people know you did that. I'm talking. That should be a lot of fucking enemies. For me in San Jose. Of course. And like, yeah. that's why like the art community out here doesn't really fuck with me. A lot of places don't really fucking like me, right? Uh, I ran an open mic for a long time. I did comedy for a long time. I did all that shit. The moment that I saw something that didn't work or something that was fucked up, I talked about it. Not because I was trying to speak truth to power or anything like that, but because like you can't shit talk me. You can't shit talk me if I'm fucking like if I don't agree with your shit, right? Like I'll, right, I'll right. it's not may not be open debate for me, but it's definitely open to debate for you, right? Like I want to, I want to know why people don't like that. Yeah. And so like my my biggest issue out here has always been building like some kind of like community, right? And like I just we've been at this for four years. 
we got 200 people who fuck with us hard and that's about it but that's fine right and like that's that's great though see because i think that what you what you may lack in in star power or whatever you gain in loyalty in in the minority because yeah sure it's 200 people or whatever but the, they fuck with you harder than anything else right i mean like the people that are here early on will I mean, you know, not to fucking jerk my own cock, but I'm one of these fuckers mm-hmm. that came at you earlier. Yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, I like what you're fucking doing. Fucking let's get more people to listen to it. I'll fucking help you put it on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I wouldn't have done that unless I thought. That's why we're trying something. to like find more guests. <laughs> <laughs> we got an episode we recorded with Graham uh, last week, I think, that'll probably be out in the next few weeks. Nice. Um, but like the, that, you know, the... Uh, your ability to not take any shit from the establishment that wants to rob the artists, although it's a deterrent right now, in the long run, it will be a star on your, like your fucking Uber mm-hmm. saying, so, you know, suck my cock or whatever. <laughs> yeah, tell, to him, the CEO. tell him CEO that he's a, you know, fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah, cocksucker. In that, in that moment, yeah. you can go, that was probably an L. Mm-hmm. But. It's a W in the long run, and that's a hard road to walk. Unfortunately, the other side is much worse. You can either say everything sucks and it should be better and people go, I don't fuck with that guy, or you can go, everything's great when you're getting fucked and you don't want to be. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like, that's, that's them the roads, and if you don't like it, you know, knock boots. Like, it's not, there's no yeah. other real paths in every industry and you know, like I'm fucking, I'm fucking being a wild motherfucker. I'd be like, yeah, every industry is like this, but yeah, fucking it is. And Absolutely. The, and the more people are, are not willing to sacrifice themselves for the greater good, the more shit gets worse, right? And for yeah. me, it's one of those things. I where, worked at a, I worked at a Lowe's that was exactly like that. <laughs> right, like exactly. even on the, on the yep. smallest of levels, mm-hmm. like making eight dollars an hour, people will still throw themselves under the bus for. The company because they feel like that's what they're supposed to do or whatever yeah they and don't want to rock the boat or anything for me in the independent podcasting world especially in the leftist sphere of it i felt if if your base doesn't include the people that love white supremacy you got a harder road to walk and i did not think that that was worth my time Absolutely. but i do think that that's like a good chunk of it and I, I don't want to be a part of that anymore. Yeah, I get what you mean, man. It, a lot of that, a lot of leftists, like a lot of online leftism, for me does, it stinks of Nazism. But not because like of any reason other beyond like, listen, I know actual real Nazis. My fucking uncles and shit, are, they're prisoners. They look white, right? They look like white guys. Right, they have to right. choose, right? When they get to prison, yeah, they got to choose, and they 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 pick white. It's just easier for them. They're fucking blonde hair, yeah. blue eyed guys. These motherfuckers, even they aren't as, like, even those guys, like, actual real Nazis, this is a crazy thing to say, but actual real Nazis don't believe in the shit that Nazis on Twitter believe in. Right, (laughs) Yeah, Nazis on Twitter are their own thing. They're their own type of guy. They literally, they're the kinds of guys that are getting all fucking blood and soil mad in the face about shit, screaming, blah, 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 and they'll get into, like, positions of power. But they'll never once, yeah. they'll never once actually like put their foot on the ground to do something. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? Mm, if I had to be honest, if I had to be honest, mm. 
I prefer the motherfucker who puts his boots on the ground so I can meet him there. You know what I'm saying? I prefer I prefer yeah. a Nazi that's like in my face about it because I can knock his ass out or you know I can confront yeah. that, right? I, I yeah. What, I, I go on. What I, what you can't do is you can't confront a motherfucker that is under all these layers. You know what I'm saying? That has all these like buffers in between them and is in this high enough position, and is essentially saying like, no, I don't I don't actually believe that stuff. No, I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like that is a much fucking yeah. harder guy to deal with. Yes. And that's that yeah, to I, me I, is uglier. I think, yeah, that's the point I was going to make was that it is a much worse problem to me, the passive bigot, Nazi, racist, or whatever, than the one that goes, we're going we're, we're gonna to go on the street and fucking fight for what we believe in. Because the, the latter in that situation, although more dangerous physically, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to deny that, has the accountability of their actions, mm-hmm. whereas the former gets to live with those opinions with no consequence except, you know, people tweeting or whatever. That's not really a consequence, right? Right. And I've gotten as far as thinking that people that have uh, bigoted views of the world, most of them are doing it because of the societal benefits that they're around. Absolutely. So they're yeah. in a group where one person's like, fuck this group. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I totally believe that as well. When yeah. in reality, when you actually address these things, you're like, hey, do you fucking... So you literally go, the DNA of someone that's not white is worse than yours? It's like, well, I can't... I'm not a scientist. I can't prove... You know, like, mm-hmm. if you really beat yeah. that out of them, there, there is less uh, logical comprehension of... Like, I used to do a bit about, like, how, like, I wish... You could tell that racists are dumb because if they had a good vocabulary they could say whatever the fuck they wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Like, someone being like, like, fuck black people, it's like, all right, you're a racist. Mm-hmm. But if someone was like, uh, uh, fuck annoying black people, it's like, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. People can be annoying. <laughs> 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 you know but it's like, Jesus, it's a little sus, but I, yeah, I'll give you the Christ. best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, but, you know, the, the point is, is it's like, is built in illogical fucking nonsense. Mm-hmm. And it perpetuates because... It's easier to fall in line than it is to, I mean, do what Marcus did and say, no, fuck this noise. You guys suck. Mm-hmm. You you are arbiters of a society that makes the world worse, and I don't want to participate in it anymore. And it makes you look like yeah. a m- martyr. It makes you look like a weirdo and that like you're an enemy of people. But at the end of the day, all you're really doing is going, this can be better, and the people a part of it aren't doing that. And I'm no longer gonna be a person that allows that. Yeah, it's as right. simple as that. I, yeah, no, I understand that fully. Like I, I think, fucking, I had to part ways with a fucking podcast, like, or part the like I used to guest on their podcast every now and then, but it it did very much devolve. It started out as like you know some kind of like Marxist thing and devolved very quickly into like, you know, um, you know, Americans should really nationalize and start you know like. <laughs> Kicking people out of America, like yo, but who though, right? Like oh, who word. though? But who? But who though? Let's be real here. Like who? Right? Yeah, <laughs> who yeah. you want to kick out? Right? right? <laughs> I don't know. People at the borders. For, like oh, here we go. Right? Anybody <laughs> like, in in mind? Yeah, yeah, no, uh, so, on that yeah, one. Yeah, so, like, it, it slides. Any familiar talking points I might know <laughs> <Yeah>. about? <laughs> but like, I had to. I Any had, minorities <laughs> you might uh, have a have a certain eye against? My understanding of all of that shit. Should I be worried? <laughs> <laughs> My understanding of all of that shit, right? Is that like the idea of this is in like this is a very radical fucking thing that I talk about. 
I two things. One, I do raise science back to white people. That's unironic. I absolutely love being like, well, oh, you can't. Understand. I still think it's it's very. Yeah, funny. Like, oh, no, you can't understand. You have yeah. a smaller brain pan because you're from a Caucasoid region. Right? <laughs> like, dude, like, it's, it's fine. I Listen, you have a you have a soft palate deficiency. You can't taste certain mm-hmm. spices. That's right. I understand. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's listen, right. listen. Yeah. I understand. Listen, it's fine. It's fine. Right? Like, see, living in the world of comfort that you come from, your skin's gonna deteriorate because it's not as used to the elements. Yeah, yeah it's, it it's palate. You know, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you just so like I, I do that as a bit, but also like it's it's one, it's funny, and two, it's just like racism judo because they're trying to do that to you too. Exactly. Right. right so right. like, but also like the other thing that I that I legitimately believe in is that like, and I do this all the time. White people, I feel bad for because they don't have the ability to talk about race in a constructive way. So. True. The rule that I've made is that if you hear my voice and you listen to my podcast and you talk to me or in a group chat with me or interact with me in any way, you're Mexican. Congrats. Welcome. Welcome aboard. Because Mexican is a very broad experience. Like lots Mm -hmm. of people have experienced a lot of things that Mexican people experience every day. Right. Mexican to be Mexican in like in America, especially to be Mexican-American is such a fucking wide and broad experience that it's right. really difficult to nail it down as one thing it's all of the things it's everything yeah. me being mexican if i got into clogging tomorrow if i got into clogging real hard right and i got a face tat and the face tat was a juggalo shit and i got way into like sure. fucking ballet if i did all three of those things tomorrow that'd be that's a mexican thing to do yeah, yeah, these are Mexican yeah. things. Because yeah. I'm a yeah. Mexican man. Do you get what I'm saying? Right? Yeah. When yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. If I do anything, I do it as a Mexican. You change the narrative yeah. on what it means to be Mexican because as a Mexican person, as Mexican people, yeah, yeah. we allow ourselves <laughs> to. Yeah. Now we're catching yeah, yeah, on quick. Like, dictate what it means to be Mexican. Now, I'll pick up what you're putting yeah. down, bro. And, 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 yeah. That, that shit, it, it gets a lot of people mad. Because they're like, oh yeah, you're erasing cultures and blah blah blah. I'm like, no, dude, you you know, listen, you first off, all right, you're on, you're misunderstanding. Confucius was a Mexican man, all right. <laughs> uh, Correct. Right. Uh, what is it? Um, fucking every every world leader, every person who's ever done good in this world and didn't colonize was a Mexican man or, or Mexican mm-hmm. woman, right? Like they have done mm-hmm. the work, right? They've done they put out there, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the founding of Japan. You mean Mexico? You mean like East Mexico? Is what you're talking about, right? yeah. <laughs> Far East Mexico. Is that what you're talking about? No, anyways, but you know, like right. being able to talk about these things in a in a joking way honestly gives people the ability to have real opinions about them. And like yeah. lots of people can talk like have feel more empowered in like on their group chats and even to have like real discussions about like race and stuff with me. And they've come to understand what I've come to understand about like what race in america and in fact race in general is it's a cultural construct it's like a social cultural construct it's not real yeah it's a it's a label that people hold on to that is wide and broad and should be not abolished but like you know expanded people should be comfortable to talk about these things you know it would it does nothing but benefit people and people get mad when you talk about it though (laughs) no because you're you're um you are destroying the imaginary walls that they have constructed reality to exist in. And yeah. it doesn't matter in what context you're doing that in, you are the enemy in that case, yeah. right? Yeah. 
He's he's erasing our borders in our mind. It's like, okay, can't you retrace those borders? I mean, I could, but once they're destroyed, it's really tough to repaint. I mean, I'm going to need a Mexican person to repaint. um, (laughs) You hire a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Which is a Mexican thing to do. Hiring a Mexican to do something is the most Mexican thing you could do. All right. Precisely. Yeah, Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, I... I really think that it is a beautiful thing to have uh, the luxury to have these conversations and acknowledge that many people don't have the time to comprehend the level of like, hey, these are things that are broken, or these are the reasons. I'll write a fucking book on it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not, that's not me, me trying to be like, we're smarter than everyone. But it is to just to be like, if you're, if you have never considered these things, because the life you've led has never made you go, oh, I wonder what the fuck's going on over there. I can't blame you for not comprehending the things. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I yeah. don't, I, I'm not mad at a, at a baby for not knowing, you know, fucking rocket science. It's like, let's do that, the fucking opportunity. What am I going to mm-hmm. act like if it, if a person has never needed to expand on these things that they're automatically bad? Like, I, I was a human being that, that did not know nearly as much on these issues. And it doesn't take long, but it, it is something where if you don't have a bastion of people uh, who are trying to grow in the same way, you will be left behind. It's why I feel like people that never like leave home gets... It's not that it's, it's a bad thing, but they never grow out of the world around them. And maybe not people leave them, but people just never, you know get to the opportunity to see what the world is in other places they don't allow themselves to go oh maybe how my life work isn't the norm Mm -hmm. because really the concept of normal is what we're attacking here that there are certain things that are correct and good and definably what everyone is and it's like well that's just not true ever Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no normal that there's no universal human experience exactly and you know, the more you press people and like, well, well you know, the, the sky is blue and my, my dick is white. And it's like, well, who cares? Like, like mm-hmm. everyone's experience. Well, yeah, like some people are colorblind. Some people have different color dicks. Like right. the best you right. could say is the best you could say is like something like most people probably experience emotions. Most yes. people probably sure. need to breathe air to live. The one, like... right. <laughs> uh, the one constant. Listen, well, I've, I've dialed all that back. The one constant. Homies is different. But they still homies. Uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's, <laughs> They're still homies. That's worth the. Yeah. That's worth the two-hour conversation. Right there. <laughs> homies is different. Yeah, homies is different. They're the same. Homies but is different. different. Yeah. But that's that's very powerful because. Gosh, has it been two hours? Yeah. yeah. All three of us. Uh, I started recording like Damn. five or ten minutes before. Uh, all three of us, I think, understandably, were outcasts in various ways, and it grew empathy in us. And yes. I think that. For people that lack empathy, they don't comprehend that the world isn't the same for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I can't blame them. They were built in a bubble built for them. You know? Well, that's why. It's not their fault. The, the, like, real constant in homieism, like, the real fucking, the real, like, core belief is that you're already a homie. Whether whether or not you're aware of it or whether or not you want to acknowledge it, it doesn't matter. You're already there. We love you. Like, legitimately. And, like, I test that shit all the time. The reason for that... 
the reason for that though is because like what we kind of do like as a group of people is we force people to have growing experiences yeah essentially yeah we yep. force people to get to know us we force people to have like conversations and and like talk to and try to understand people that are different from them mm -hmm. right like somebody like my mom will probably never have like that experience like just right. because she lives in that like isolated bubble like short of that like like that's basically all you're doing is you're 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 giving people the opportunity to to kind of self-actualize yeah. a little bit yeah honestly for the, me there's a more radical aspect of it that has more to do with like literal like even like so my parents i grew up in a pretty fucking bad situation on both sides of my parents both my parents wildly fucking abusive however i had the opportunity to take all of that shit become a negative person and be bad and be mean however mm. i didn't deserve any of the shit that i grew up dealing with i didn't right i i personally believe that i deserve better and so i'm out there hoping to be better and get better so i can be the person that i always deserve thought i deserved to be right and on top of that that radical yeah. notion of like love like i believe everyone feels everyone is deserving of feeling better of being better right nobody yeah. deserves to be to like no one deserves abuse no one deserves the right. dog shit that they're in or even if they like even like your mom for instance who like has all these fucking issues and is like fucking can't comprehend no, and of have course all these... i i don't yeah. i don't hold any of it against I, her i don't feel like any kind of like it just is what it is i hope it gets better for that, her that's that it. radical empathy is like the core of like fucking real that's real real homie shit and most people understand radical empathy especially like sure their parents yeah. have given them have right most people's parents have shown them radical empathy most people's boyfriends yeah. or girlfriends or first loves or any of that shit most people have experienced a radical unconditional love if you haven't yeah then it's an eventuality because eventually you will yeah right it's like one of those things and if you yeah. never do like everybody has everybody has either either hugged or been like hugged somebody when they're crying or been hugged while you're crying mm -hmm. right and there's right. no there's no reason like on paper there's no gain that you get as a person for doing that yeah it just is something that you do because you just want the other person to feel better. You don't like seeing them in pain. And that's that's radical empathy. So I think what we're really saying is homies is different because homies is the same. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Correct. I, I don't want to take up too much of your time, man. I could literally talk to no, you for the next not. 10 hours, man. This this rocks. I'll come but back. You... This was great. This was really fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'd love to have you back on. We really would. Yeah. Uh, we are, this is the ancient show. Uh, you can listen to us everywhere that podcasts are out. Uh, thank you to Yogi. He did that. Um, also you can follow me on Twitter at Ainter show. You can follow Ivy at professor getter. You can follow Yogi. I don't actually know you're at right now. So it's, I think uh, it's Yogi underscore Polywall. That's me. All right. Uh, yeah. You uh, um, P O L I W A L. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um sorry, go ahead. I uh, you can see uh, the short edit on YouTube called Doors. It's uh, very silly, um, and I'm trying to make more things like that. Uh, I may or may not have. I probably will have a new podcast out at some point uh, in the near future. Um, and do you uh, need a producer? I might. We'll see. We'll. Uh, here, I'm here's, sorry. Here's, no, we'll talk. We'll talk. Corralling people. We'll, corralling people onto onto the show we'll, to we'll try to get work there, from yeah. them. Um, <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, if you made it this far on the Ancient Show, keep supporting uh, this crew. They are fantastic. And honestly, um, where else can you get a lengthy experience of emotions and <laughs> values yeah, and than the Ancient Show? The Ublek. You can't true. get the Ublek condom anywhere. That is a That's Ancient right. Show. That's right. <laughs> That's true. That, that I've never heard that anywhere <laughs> but here. It's a genius. I, like... <laughs> this is beyond the point. Every time I thought of Ublek, I always thought about interdimensional travel and like it could be used as like a lightweight shield for comets. But the fact that you went fuck that noise, pop it in a condom, and just start I'm knocking gonna knock somebody's fucking ass out. That with is this shit. that is the difference between the 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 me the meek intellectual. Ooh, could this be used for space travel? And you, the homie realist, who went no. We're going to use this for violence today. <laughs> this is a weapon. <laughs> we have the perfect murder weapon. You can't even get fingerprints right. on it because they'll dissolve. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, and also, uh, fucking, I've got to throw this in. Um, also, uh, patreon.com forward slash the homie collective uh, is just, give us just give us money, please. I need money. <laughs> Or call the homie hotline. We also have that too. Or I, yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Fuck. I never, I never if you remember. want to, we didn't do any calls on this show because we had a guest. Um, if you want to call into the show, leave a voicemail. We will play anything on the air as long as it's not illegal or it makes me uh, ill um, to hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, at uh, area code six six nine two five zero eighteen eighty three. All right. Nice. All right. Thanks for coming on again, man. I really yeah, appreciate it. This was a lot of fucking fun. This was fantastic. I love it. All right. All right. See you guys. Recording.